until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number, a glorious number. You got to the count of five. Bye, weekly is what we are now. Hello. This is, uh, hi Max, you're Max Curtin, what's my name? Your name is Jesse Benz, welcome to the God Till Fire podcast, where we are a bi-weekly podcast now, and how once, are you? Which means once a fortnight, not twice a week, it can mean both as we've learnt, but we're now fortnightly, which means we want to talk about the Royal Rumble, but it feels like it was about 22 years ago. I know, it feels weird to kind of go back and talk about it. And um, the Golden Lovers reunion, there's been so much good stuff, and we've just been sitting with our thumbs up our asses, Max. We just had that one one great weekend of wrestling. It'll be fantastic. We will get to that. We will talk about that, my friend. But today's episode is top five WWE champions of all time. Which slash people, WWF. A slash WWF. It's all under an umbrella. Calm down. This is the, the bet. And what we're talking about here is the WWF slash WWE championship. Right, not just any belt under the WWE umbrella. Because I took this to the Got Till Five Milky Way universe, and they are idiots. They just all <laughs> thought that I meant any. So I was like, "Oh, uh, who are your favorite WWE champions, and why? Have, why are they your favorites? What was good about their reigns?" And they're like, "Oh, well, Cena was a really good US champion because his open challenges are really good." And it's like that's not what I meant. You're all stupid, and I'm ashamed that you listen to this show. Get out. Well, thanks for listening. Hello, listeners. Hi, guys and girls. <laughs> There's no girls, what we're talking there about. Is Are there actually. any girls? Are there girls? You've got a stupid amount of girls. Stupid amount? Stupid amount, mate. Hey, girls. Get out! <laughs> <laughs> I forget that's how you approach them. <laughs> Get out! Get in! And then out again! Um... Uh, so we... You know... <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't know Just, just sit quietly for I ten minutes. I feel weird today, just... Max. Just sit quietly for 10 minutes while I hey, do... Hey, we've got an interview that you did. And, That's uh, what I was getting to. That's well, this what is it, because he's probably going to listen to this, thinking, oh, I've done this interview for this podcast. I get, like very generously gave my time um, to this jabroni called Max and spoke to him. I wonder what this podcast is like. And he's going to turn it on. He's going to hear that. <laughs> That's <laughs> like, the opener. Yeah, he's just going to turn it off straight away, isn't he? He's... Yeah, free to. But sorry, uh, thanks sorry, for getting Dave. this far, everyone. Um, so I was at Kamikaze... Pro Underground 4 in Coventry this weekend and I had a chat with Gabriel Kidd and we had a lovely little chat and we talked about what wrestling means to him, what he's done and then we got into favourite tag teams so we have an interview coming up we will be playing that in a little bit just before we go into our top five, so does that sound like a good plan to you Jesse? What, playing that interview first and then going into our top fives? Yeah. That's an excellent idea and I approve it Excellent. Look forward to it. But uh, first, let's. I know we're two weeks out at this point. Uh, this is the problem with doing the bi weekly. Before we were kind of on it weekly and it was exhausting. Yeah, uh, well, it was your idea to go bi weekly. It was. I feel like it's working better. Uh, it's your idea of to go bi, Max, and, was... <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm not comfortable. But um, when you feel like it, what do you mean you feel like it's working better? This is our first week doing it. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. It's our second. Oh yeah, but we did that. Um, we did that podcast, didn't we? So yeah, that yeah. So we did that podcast on our week off. We guested on that, so it felt like we'd just done it anyway. Do you know what I mean? Because we still had exactly. to sit down and talk to each other. This was our first proper break. Yeah, you're right. I loved it. Um, but Royal Rumble, great, right? Really good. Really liked it. Middle of the show was a bit crap. Um, I thought um, the Lesnar match was a bit dull. 
Um, and the Seth Jordan match with um, The Bar wasn't that great either. But everything else was brilliant. Best WWE pay-per-view in a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah. I didn't... Uh, they've got to stop this bar nonsense. They've just got to stop. It's been going on a bit, isn't it? Um, but you got Nakamura. Well done. My baby boy, Finn, did not win. And I was He living... did well, though. He did oh, well, so... yeah, but who cares? No one remembers who does no, well. No... No, but let, let's just preface this that you and me did, we did our prediction series and Jesse picked Finn to win and I picked Knack to win. And when it got down to that final four, oh, did I get nervous. Yeah, right. I did not want you to win. No, but so, I ended up winning the lady one. You won the lady one. What a surprise. Yep. Japa lady one. Uh, that's who I bet on, Asuka. <laughs> she, she did it. Well done, Asuka. She's my favorite women's wrestler. And uh, you went for Sasha, didn't you? Who I was, did. I who, we kind who of was very much the fin of the women's one, yeah. Who lasted for ages and did amazingly well. Uh, speaking of which, we did our Rumble predictions as we, we always do. Yeah, came down to one point. Ah, oh, really? I still haven't one... done my forfeit for the last one. I just realised you haven't. Do it now. No, sorry, um, I'll Max knows more about you Japan than me. Well done, Max. Nah, I need you to film. I need to see the pain in your eyes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, one point in it, and you actually won nine oh, to on. eight. How many to eight? Nine. Nine to eight. Nine to eight. Um, that's brilliant. I'm really happy about that. I felt good. Um, is this doing star ratings as well? How close yep. were we on the star ratings? Star ratings? We, I think we've gotten to the swing of this now. Yeah, we're, we're starting to get in the brain of the mouse. Yeah, everyone was pretty much nailing it. Uh, what do we have? We had the uh, Gable Benjamin Usos match. I was 0.25 out. I think we were about 0.25 out, 0.5 out each time you're talking like an idiot today you can barely get your words out <laughs> my brain is not working so unfortunately you have to do most of the talk with this episode and I'm, I'm not okay with that i feel like i generally like like you you probably say more important stuff but i feel like i probably say more words every week I, do you think I that's don't fair think, yeah i think you say more words but quality of a quantity my friend yeah that's just what like that's what people with little willies say isn't it that's not <laughs> It's not an actual thing. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, Royal Rumble was good. New Japan was amazing. Golden Lovers are back together. Um, the confetti went off, which um, I was saying to you off the air, the confetti man must have been setting up the Golden Lovers reunion confetti every week for New Japan. And finally, he got to let it off. So I'm sure he was the happiest man in the building. Just picturing um, him there like, Ugh. Yeah, just so ready. Um that's awesome. And uh, watching Being the Elite on YouTube, if anyone doesn't do that, I fully recommend it. I am so invested in this Bullet Club sort of possibly splitting and Cody taking over, whatever. Like, this storyline is awesome. And it's just old school sort of faction breakup, face heel. Really cool. Stay, like, just invest in it because it's, it's well worth your time. It's soap opera. Oh, it's amazing. It's exactly, it's everything wrestling should be. The Being the Elite when uh, Young Bucks open the hotel door and it's just Kenny by himself. And then, and then Abushi just shows up like this beautiful Korean love story drama that's happening. And then he just <laughs> let them into the room. Yeah, it's um, too much. It's just it too is, much for me. It's too 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 many feels. Too many feels, exactly. Um, great matches, really great matches. My favourites though were uh, Rapungi. Fuck, I can't talk today. Rapungi three K, yeah, four K. Nah, fuck it. Rapungi three K against Young Bucks. Probably one of the best Young Bucks matches I've seen yeah, in a I very agree. long time. Was, that was a fantastic match. Um, Suzuki Tanahashi was really good. Um, yeah. Tanahashi got a good match out, despite being like a walking, like a walking 
bicep tear or whatever he is. Um, he's a walking tear. That's all yeah, he is at this point. Just, he's just all, yeah, all muscle tear. Um, but Suzuki basically like all but raped him, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I love Suzuki. You do, you do. And Jay White, Kenny Omega. Jay White, Kenny Omega was okay. Um, it did, it did what it was supposed to do. It's getting there. He's de- they are far too similar looking though. It's just starting to get to me a little bit. Yeah, I don't like. You know the whole like traditional. You know, in boxing and stuff. You're having the red corner and the blue corner, and they wear different colors and stuff. Wrestlers should be, always be made to wear different colors to each other. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a rule. I think that should be a rule. But yeah, yeah. They're getting there with Jay White. So we'll see what happens. Who's he got next? He's got... Oh, uh, Finley. Fat Finley. Fat Finley, that's it. David Finley, yeah. Fat, he's a tubby bitch. Um, yeah, all good. But we're blabbing too much. We've we got to jump to your interview, remember? Which is like, um, what is it, like 15 minutes or something? Oh, it's like 50. Yeah, it's just constant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no. should, we, should we jump to it? I've seen um, I've seen Gabriel wrestle before, um, and I didn't actually realise this until you told me that I had seen him. He was really... I remember thinking he was really good. I remember I obviously didn't catch his name at the time, but I thought he was brilliant. I saw him in Cheltenham um, a few months ago. Um, he was in the main event, and he won the title, I believe. And, yeah, um, yeah, with UWR. Yeah, that's right. And, um, and it was great. Great match in a... Um, um, in a difficult show, I would say, for people to perform on, and he did an absolutely stunning job. But he's a he's yeah. a brilliant talent and someone to watch out for. And um, this the this will be our most listened to podcast in a couple of years when he makes it to the proper big leagues, which he absolutely will. Yeah, hell of a talent, and it was good to have a chat with him. So here is that interview. This is the Got Till Five podcast. I'm Max Curtin, and I'm here at Kamikaze Pro. Underground 4, we're here at Coventry, and I'm sitting here with Gabriel Kidd. How's it going, bud? I'm good. good. How are you? Yeah, I'm well. Excellent, I'm excellent. Ready for a fight. Ready for a fight tonight, you face Al Fantasmo for the relentless division title. That's fine. Nice. How long you had that for now? Uh, I won it in June, the end of June, from uh, Marshall X. Yeah. Since then, I had some, uh, had some tough competition, yeah. but I still run my way, still going home with me. Exactly. So. Favourite match so far that you've defended it in? Um, I'd probably say El Ligero. I'd one with El Ligero. Um That was just a nice, like we get on quite well, but it was nice just to get in there and like, test test each other, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's a nice friendly contest, but you know, was, that was probably my favourite out of them all. Yeah, I was going to say, is it quite easy to work with? You worked together previously? Yeah, we've like we've done a lot of shows together and it's like we, we get on, so when we get in there, it's no like... Nobody's been there. Find out the other one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just kind of like a friendly conversation. So, but I like that once in a while. But things get a bit heated sometimes. That is true. That is true. Competition, isn't it? You kind of <laughs> it's business and personal. You know, yeah. you've got to kind of throw that out the window. But no, that was a, definitely a fight. Yeah, I enjoyed. Well, I was going to say that with competition at the moment because it seems like. Obviously, it's great that the UK scene is as big as it is at the moment, but there seems to be like promotions popping up left, right, and centre. Yeah. Do you find it's like, is it kind of difficult to go pick where you want to work, or how how are you kind of getting in contact to find? I'll I'll work anywhere that that pay me and that allow me to showcase my craft. I don't I don't have any I don't really pick and choose where. I'll just kind of yeah. If people contact me and they're happy to see me wrestle and we. I'll go and wrestle there. Yeah. No issue where it is. As long as I can get there, that's that's fine with me. But yeah, the the scene's buzzing at the moment. It's great to see so many more places like pop up. So um, 
it's just more places for wrestlers to work and the competition's so high so you got to get in the door early or you kind of you're struggling yeah true I'm, I'm happy with the, the places that are regularly booking me and I look forward to continue to work for them over the years yeah that'd be good because I was going to say we're at the start of the year now so you've been taking bookings and is it starting to build up already yeah kind of towards the end of last year kind of sorting out the diary and just kind of figuring out where I've been I've got I've got a really nice February it's bit, I like I love to be busy I love to be yeah. occupied yeah um, so I've got a nice busy February so I'm looking forward to that and Shows like tonight when you've got talents such as like Zack Sabre Jr., Trent Seven, uh, Keith Lee, people like that. It's as as much as like homegrown guys as well. It's great. I like these kind of shows and I love Kamikaze Pro. Yeah, the Coventry shows are normally a bit mental and something yeah. weird or different. Happens, well, this is actually is... my first one. I've never uh, uh, wrestled in this venue before, okay. so I look for. I've been told like it gets a bit crazy, so I look forward to uh, seeing what that's like later. Well, last time we had. Um because like, we do all the trainee stuff with Kamikaze yeah. so Legero texts James in the morning and he said uh, Legero wants to jump on some trainees so that was the first part of our day we had him uh, jump off the top rope and had to catch him on that oh, one Christ. and then we had the uh, the street fight in the evening which was so I he weighs about six yeah it's fine it's yeah. fine I only got a foot yeah, it cool. weighed nothing <laughs> and then we had uh, who's, it was Clint and Mikey in the main event for a street fight oh, crazy. grabs him throws Clint, him against the wall oh, yeah Clint. Throws him against the wall and uh, yeah, just puts a massive hole in it. Oh, Drywall just went, so. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah, go, mate. Curse away. <laughs> What's your favourite curse word? I wasn't sure. I was going to say something, but I was like, oh, I, oh, I try on. not to curse, but I, just in case it slips out. Just comes out, just yeah. comes out. But yeah, the man. We, he's a good man, isn't he? He's very underrated. Yeah, definitely. And um, he seems to be doing more and more lately, though, which is great. Yeah, you know, showing up in progress. Fight Club Pro and that's his like home and he's got uh, like progress stuff popping up which is great to see and yeah man it's yeah, cool it'll be awesome the scene's buzzing yeah um, with the scene buzzing as it is who would you have you got anyone on your list this year that you like definitely want to see if I can get in the ring with them I'm the same with like places I work like I'll um, I don't really whoever I'm wrestling it's, it's an opponent to me I'm yeah not, yeah I'm, I'm gonna beat them up either way but um I say Brown is up there for sure. Yeah, I, I love watching Brown wrestle. Uh, Eddie Kingston, Eddie Kingston, someone who's been at Kamikaze Pro before. I just love his style. He's kind of into the same kind of from his social media. I've seen he kind of likes that, like uh, like nitty gritty all Japan kind of yeah, like yeah. style, like Kawada and people like that. So Eddie Kingston's up there. Rampage Brown as well from the UK. I think he's like the, the cream of the crop. In my opinion, you want to get in some of the big guys, don't you? you yeah, wanna, no, you wanna, I want to yeah. fight. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't do any uh, flips anymore. So <laughs> I want to get in there and just have a fight with people and yeah. kind of test myself as well. That's true. Because I don't care the size of them. I'm, I'm going in now. I'm going to fight. So yeah. bigger the better. You know, bigger they are, harder to fall. I was going to say because how long have you been doing this for now? It's been. Uh, wrestling on shows about six years, six years, but this year marks. Like nine years since I started training. Yeah. So I love the I love because you're you're twenty twenty one at this point, and you get the U- twenty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you get the UK guys like yeah, I've been uh, been in it for nine years at this point. Yeah, like, I was like, yeah, exactly. It's mad. <laughs> That's absolutely it. mad. But it's kind of like the way the 
you know, like the American commentators when the UK stuff was happening. Yeah. They make a, everyone sound like they're all grizzled from the back streets. They've all been in yeah, street yeah, fights and it. stuff. Everyone thinks everyone's Billy Robinson. Yeah, yeah. Snake Pit and Wigan, but it's <laughs> not that. It's like. No, not that at all. But there are some people like that. That's what I love. Like Marty Jones, British legend. His like school is just like in Oldham, but it's this like kind of cold like warehouse. It kind of like reminds me of Rocky, but it's awesome. Yeah, like just because it's that kind of like old school nitty gritty. Like, I mean, having things like these training facilities with these like two rings in. And yeah, it's cool and it's great for people now because when I when I first started it was all on like judo mats and stuff like that it's cool people are getting a chance to train in rings but well yeah especially as it's grown because imagine when you started difficult to find schools and stuff like that was it yeah well I found one in a magazine and I've kind of had it quite easy compared to a lot of people but like you hear story I read an article yesterday a wrestler called uh, Andy Wilde who's a Scottish wrestler really enjoyable to watch but he, um, he wrote an article and he lived in I can't remember what part of Scotland, but Scotland's far away from the UK, yeah. and he like would travel down to Kent to train with uh, Andre Baker. So I think mine was like a twenty-minute drive from my house, so yeah. it was pretty much it was quite easy for me. But I found it in the back of a magazine, and no, I, I think back then for people it wasn't as easy because you always hear new people coming in like, I never knew this was around, otherwise I would have done it sooner. Even in this day and age, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's cool. Have you noticed because you've been doing it for a while now? Has your style changed? Was it all flashy yeah. at the start? And so I can't. <laughs> so when I started wrestling, I used to watch the stuff that I kind of don't enjoy watching anymore. So I right. used to watch like kind of like indie wrestling, like PWG tapes and stuff like that, and all these cool flips. And I just remember doing all these moves. Like when I literally when I first started, that I'd seen. On um, like PWG, and I I haven't seen any Ring of Honor, but just kind of like things that have been recommended to me. But uh, now I'm kind of the complete opposite. Like I kind of the people I've got in with, I feel have had a quite a big influence on my like kind yeah. of view on it. Like sticks with my original trainer and then Joseph Thomas took me under his ring, ring wing. I was going to say under his wing. Nah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, took me under his wing and he's very kind of like that old school mentality as well so he kind of put me onto the brain busters and I started watching this 80s wrestling and I discovered people like Teddy Biasi Million Dollar Man and yeah. it wasn't all WWF there was like promotions in like Puerto Rico Japan Stampede in Canada things yeah. like that and then I'm still like I'm still 20 so I'm getting introduced to all these like old schoolers still yeah. and it's like new to me and it's like people like in Stampede like Archie the Stomper Goldie and people that like I guarantee any wrestling fan in here tonight will probably not know yeah. but you just watch these guys go to work and the way they talk and the way they move it's great that's that's what appeals to me when wrestling's a fight yes when it's a scrap rather than because don't, don't get me wrong like there's some phenomenal athleticism like around these days like Will Ospreay Ricochet those yeah. guys are fucking crazy yeah man. yeah yeah like they're the talent they have to do those stuff and like I look at it and I'm like out of breath but yeah. for me like personally wrestling wise even in like the past year like I used to do a, like a Finley roll into a moonsault but now I just kind of 
I could I stopped doing that because I was in there. I was like, why do that when I can just like club it? Yeah, you know it's I mean? true. It, it's definitely going more more that way, the more athletic, the more flips you can do, more you can yeah, get the crowd. Kind of, there is that. Like, there's an audience for. Oh yeah, there's an audience for definitely. People love that. Yeah, but yeah. That doesn't really appeal to me, and yeah. I'm not gonna. I've always stuck to my guns in a sense. So I'm, I'm gonna work the style that I believe in, and I believe that. Yeah, should work. So and I think that's what's stuff. so great about wrestling because um, it's a variety, yeah, show, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like, there's going to be people that do that, and that's great. But mm. like, I don't have to do that. No, because like, my uh, my co-host Jesse, he loves all the technical stuff. New Japan is, yeah. is his favorite kind of thing to watch, and you know Benoit and Malenko. Yeah, just just wrestlers, people. you know? Yeah, what I mean? like wrestlers, Grapplers, wrestlers yeah. yeah. And there's kind of that kind of fine art to it. That is just not missing, but it, it seems to be few and far between. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of going. Yeah. It depends what way you look on it. But. Yeah, have you got a kind of favorite aspect of wrestling? Tag team singles, like recently, I've just started a tag team with um, the Muscle Cat Saxon Hooks for Trial by Violence. Nice, um, and that's just kind of based on our love for tag team wrestling. Really, uh, I said before, like we were training. Uh, together every Tuesday in Nottingham and we were just kind of in the ring one day and it kind of felt right I was like this would be a nice dynamic for a tag team and months of talking it's been in the pipeline for like 7-8 months so it's nice to kind of finally start doing it we did it on progress at the start of the month and that went well I got some good um, some good stuff from that and just get in there together it just felt like even when we are in there just natural just me and him like just clobbering people you know like awesome. smashing some schmuck so <laughs> it was um, need, that's it um, but just watching like like you say back to the old school stuff like Brody and Hanson when they tag in Japan yeah. like the gods do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. just big fucking hosses like yeah. men that ruled the ruled the ring and that's what that's what I want to do I want to I want to run this tag team scene. Yeah. I want people to let fear try and know about um, Sick name as well. Oh, thank you. Oh, I don't yeah, I, want, I just want to go around, smash people, get this tag team, that pick works. up some tag team gold. That's perfect. Well, I can see your tea's running out, so we'll, we'll cut this short. No, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we'll uh, quickly end with talking about top five, because yeah. obviously that's what we do. Yeah. So... You get a choice. Either we can do your top five matches and moments that you've done. So, like, moments in your career or matches. Or we just talked about tag teams. You've got a top five tag team. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do let's top do five tag, tag team. I don't want to sit here and fight in my ego. So, <laughs> we'll do uh, other people. Top five tag teams. I'll go from... It's tough on the spot, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, like, well, I was actually talking about this yesterday. Like, good tag teams. I, I'm going to go from my favourite to, like... People back you, in yeah, order, yeah. yeah, yeah. Still think are great, but my favourite, kind of, it changes as well. But my favourite uh, Miracle Violence Connection, Terry Gordy and Steve Williams, just because their aura and machismo was off the fucking charts. Like it was just crazy. Uh, and those guys were just run to the ring. Uh, second, I'm gonna put Brody and Hanson, Bruiser Brody, Sam Hanson. Yeah. Again, back to that. Uh, that's our old Japan 1990s kind of shit. Third, I say Brainbusters. Yes. Tully Blanchard and Anderson. Yeah. Just I think I had them in because we did a top five tag teams and they were they were third yeah. on my list. Yeah. Um, last two. I'm gonna put a Midnight Express in there. Nice. Midnight Express. Bobby Eaton was just phenomenal. Bobby Eaton for my money has the best uh, punch in professional wrestling. Yeah. I've ever seen. It was fantastic. 
five. So torn. <laughs> I'm torn between. We can give you an honorary. The two I've got in my head: British Bulldogs. Yeah. Davian Dynamite. Just would agree uh, on that one. Lod. I think I'm going to put Lod. Oh, no, go no, on, go I'm, on, British. I'm going to put. You're going to put okay. Bulldogs in there. Okay. Bulldogs. Because I had Lod in mine. Jesse had Bulldogs yeah. in his. So. I think Lod would be very close six, but yeah, yeah. I just. LOD are fantastic as well. Yeah. Okay. There's two big dudes that smashing people. That's yeah, and they did it well. They yeah, did it do you know well. what I mean? People yeah, yeah. feared them. That's what, this is what's, this is what I feel is wrestling, missing from wrestling now, in a sense that, um, like you watch like Brody and Hanson, they come in these like big arenas in Japan, they're running around, like they're waving these chains and people are flocking like sheep, like they're scared. Yeah. But now like people, people come out and it's like, it's not the same anymore. No. Do you know what I mean? It's no. kind of like, that's lost. But yeah. I want to bring that back. I want to make people. I want to. I want people to be scared when yeah, themselves come to the ring. Yeah, it's it's what it is as a entertainment form. It should have you know the clear cut characters and the fear and aspects yeah, and all exactly. that you got that's going. It, that's what I love about professional wrestling. Yeah, so. Exactly. Yeah, they're my top five. Uh, Miracle Violence Connection. Brody Hansen. Uh, Brain Busters, The Night Express, and Bulldogs. Bulldogs, solid choice, solid choice. Uh, where can people find you on social medias if they want to reach out and all that kind of stuff? Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter as Wrestling Gabe, so Wrestling, then G A B E, and then I'm on Facebook, uh, facebook.com forward slash Wrestling Gabe. Uh, I think that's it for social media. Excellent. Cool. Well, I'm looking forward to watching tonight's match. Awesome. I'm either going to be down on commentary or down on merch so I'll be, I'll be watching Keen and thanks for doing this man I really appreciate it uh, cheers pal All right, cheers brother cut quick change hat Whoop! there it was um, I like how, <laughs> <laughs> I like how you um, uh, I dropped my name a couple of times that's nice to sort of keep, keep I me I thought you relevant. would I I kept thinking as I was talking, I was like, if I don't mention Jesse, all I'm going to hear is just him kicking off that I didn't mention Yeah, him. as if you're the star or something. But uh, that was nice. Thank you. I sort of like that I wasn't there. It sort of makes me the Brock Lesnar of this podcast. Like, I don't turn up to everything, but um, I'm still valued higher than everyone else. <laughs> and you'll throw a pissy fit if I don't even talk about you An once. absolute pissy fit. There will be piss everywhere. Exactly. Um, and, you know, you two have very similar tastes in I, terms of wrestling. I love that he loves the Bulldogs, the British Bulldogs. That's um, one of my favourite tag teams, as you well know, as you said in the interview. Um, he's got proper old school taste. He much prefers the idea of actually simulating a fight instead of doing fake gymnastics. Into that, like that, that's what you need. Um, but you need to suspend your disbelief, I think, in wrestling much more than... Um, be impressed by someone doing a reverse 450 moonsault splash into a Dragon Rana um, full Nelson <laughs> be fucking Spanish impressive. fly mariachi beat. But um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to think what a mariachi beat is now. Um, but no, I totally agree. He's got a great, great insights. Um, that was a good interview. Well done, Max. You did a good job. I'm proud of you. Thanks, Daddy. That's all right, baby. Hopefully the, uh, the the banging wasn't too annoying to everyone. Yeah, yeah. So uh, it was the ring. It was the ring being set up in the background, wasn't it? That you could hear in the, in the background. Yeah, yeah. Clink, clink, clink. And we had a we had a scratch in there that sounded like CM Punk was going to make an appearance. Yes, yeah. About ten minutes in, it was just after you mentioned my name as well. So it was like I, I was about to do a run in to CM Punk's music or something. 
But uh, yeah, that was wicked. Well done, Max. And um, well done, Gabe. Um, I'd like to meet you one day, mate. You seem like a lovely bloke and you're a hell of a talent. Hell yes. So we mentioned on the Twitter, you can find him at Wrestling Gabe on Twitter and Facebook. And he's pretty much wrestling all over. So make sure you do check him out because he's very, very good to watch. Hey, we're going, we're going to progress, aren't we, in um, July in Birmingham, their next Birmingham show. And um, yes. yes, so please try and get on that, Gabriel. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll have some more interviews coming up with you in a couple of weeks I've got a name lined up in probably for the next podcast because it'll be bi-weekly won't it so, yes sweet get yeah. on it are you are you allowed to say who it is or are you going to keep quiet I'm going to keep quiet until I have it in the bag okay, don't want to don't want to let people down you yeah, know. No, but let's get into the crux of the matters of why we're here Jesse Ben we're here because we do top fives every bi-week and um, this <laughs> this week is um top five wwe champions as we've said slash wwf the big belt of the world wrestling fat the world wrestling federation i've been watching loads of old uh, rules recently when vince was still on commentary and if you notice he says wrestling wrestling welcome to world wrestling federation he never says wrestling he says wrestling and um, that's strange but um to the matter at hand uh what are we going to do first of all um when we get a combiner well, I haven't even played the intro to the top five yet, have I? So, well, no, you haven't yet. But we need to. Okay, so are we not? Are we not allowed to discuss that until we're in the bit? <laughs> we got to get over. We got to get over the intro, and then we can discuss top five things. Okay. So, just, without further ado, just do it, baby. Uh, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Are you ready? Oh hell yeah! You fans can stick it, brother! Who's your daddy, Montreal? Tell me he didn't just say that. Me! Yeah, sound. If you if you and me have a same pick, which I imagine for top five WE champions we are gonna have at least five. <laughs> I th- I, I, yeah, I think uh, there might be some crossovers. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Whenever I, um, whenever, um, have you ever watched League of Gentlemen? I've been rewatching League of Gentlemen yeah. recently. Do you know Herr Lip, the German, um, the German teacher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, when he talks and he sort of says something, he goes, "Yeah, so we're going to have super fun time." Mm. <laughs> I just get so excited. <laughs> I just keep doing that at the moment. I just uh, all, the all the characters from League of Gentlemen are back in my head right now. But uh, yeah, all good. So if we get a clasher. Um, can we? Uh, I can't deal with you tonight. I'm sorry. Re- good night, everyone. You've, good night. You're feeling a bit fluey, aren't you? And yes, I am. You feel a bit down, right and now. I'm just full of energy, full of beans. I don't know why. I don't know what I've done. I'm, I, I'm knackered, actually. I should be really tired and like depressed, and I am tired. But I think I've crossed to that other realm of just like not quite sure what's real <laughs> what? and what isn't. Well, you're going to go on a slope then. I am tired. I am depressed. <laughs> oh, God. What have I done with my life? I am. I'm, I mean, I am. My, my wrists are bleeding right now. But it's. Um, <laughs> but I'm fine. I, I always do that. Why do I always start sentences that, like, I, I have no idea where they're going to go? I just said, but it's. that. I had no idea where that was going to go or what I was going to talk about. Why even say it? Why not just be quiet and take a breath? Why not just be quiet? I know. Why, why haven't I learnt this yet? What a stupid man I am. Um, so if we get if we get a um, overlap or anything, um, uh, Twitter's doing good, isn't it? 
Twitter's doing very yeah, good. Yeah, I'm enjoying Twitter. I've got active on Twitter, everyone, so it's well worth If you're not following the Twitter page, do it now because I'm actually getting involved and tweeting things. So it's not just Max doing meaningless garble. There's actually um, interesting insights and stuff from yours truly. So well worth following Got Till 5 at the Twitter. Yeah, follow us at Got Till 5. We are so close to 800. I want that 800. We need. I want 1,000. That's what I want. Yeah, that's, that's when you're taken seriously, isn't it? When you're in quad Ooh. digits. Quad digits, baby. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of responses, which we will answer after our top fives, because ours come first. Yes, correct. Anyway, um, I keep getting distracted. Sorry, I'm not perfect. Um, we, If we have a clash of people, can we have Lillian Garcia saying, WWE Champion Champ! Champ, yes! Can we do that? Yeah, totally. Thanks. Um, and it might just be me recording it, just for my own amusement. Fair enough. Championship. That's what that's how she says it. She doesn't pronounce her P's when she says championship. Um, championship. <laughs> um, should we just should we just blast into it and then because um, this like we this is actually gone because of that interview. This is actually gone longer than we think because you're going to edit that in in post and then that's like so we we, we think we're twenty minutes in. We're actually we're thirteen hours in. Thirteen hours and it never ends. No, I um I really struggle with this list because. I know we said we came up with the agreement that it needs to be kind of like our personal ones, but it's really difficult to kind of have, because obviously the discussion of who's the best WWE champion has been done to death. We could talk, we would literally just sit here and we'd list off Ric Flair, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Bob Buckland, and Bruno San Martino. Bruno, Bruno San Martino, you know, it would just be the most boringest top five we've ever done. So I've tried to mix it up, but everyone, there's just the ones that everyone knows are the classics. Yeah, well, I've gone opposite to the, like, I've, I've literally just done what appealed to me when I was a kid or recently, you know, like I've just done ones that, uh, that me, meant something to me and I enjoyed when I watched. I'm well aware that Bruno San Martino is a fantastic champion. I didn't watch it. I wasn't alive then. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't mean that much to me, which is why he's not on my list. Spoilers. It's true. But it's true. I was um, I was going through the list of WWE champions, and there's a name in there that that never gets really brought up. Pedro Morales. Mm. He held the title once, and he held it for a 1,027 days, the fifth longest reigning. Just held it once for the fifth longest time, and that was it. That's nice. But that's amazing. You have to remember back then they were probably defending it like once every six months or something this is true but um, this is true but yeah no very very impressive well done pedro um and also we I are mean, not but... talking about <laughs> 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 we're not talking about the big gold belt when we're talking because i know there's been a lot of merging and a lot of history changing no. well this is it this is why i i found this list difficult for that reason because i all of my sort of favorite wrestlers seem to be more wcw orientated than wwf mm. so if this was the big gold belt, it would have been way like I would have just busted that list out straight away. Like you, you could probably guess who exactly would be on that list of mine straight away. Just Benoit is here and he's very angry. Benoit is here and he's very angry. Um, <laughs> shut, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> but I've God. But um, I've also not included certain superstars based on their reign. So, for example. Edge is not on my top five for best WWE champions. Your lists are weird, man. I don't even think you like. I think you hate Edge. You don't. You don't get deep about this. Um, Edge is not in it because I associated his better runs with the big gold belt. Yeah, he's held the big gold, big gold big belt more, <laughs> big gay belt more. Yeah, <laughs> and he's loved it. 
Um, I've always associated it more with that, and I've enjoyed that run more than his normal WWE champion run. So I got I got deep, man. Fair enough. Fair enough. And I'm looking forward to that. You looking forward to it? Good. Um, <laughs> good, good. Give me your number five WWE champion, please. Okay. Um, going pretty new school with my f- number five. My number five is none other than Seth Rollins. Shit, son. Not in your list, no? Of course no not. No crossover. Happy days. What do you mean, course not? His run was brilliant. <laughs> so, first ever cash in at Mania. That's cool. No one expected it. Gets the belt. Then, that year, he was fantastic as champion, I thought. He was an amazing authority heel. He made the authority feel genuinely entertaining again because he was so good at being the rat shit heel. Uh, he had some great matches with... Um, I, I enjoyed his match with Lesnar. I enjoyed his match with... Um, what did he do? He had a um, match with Orton, which I thought was pretty good. He had that fatal four-way with um, Orton with the rest of the Shield. Do you remember that? that yeah. Payback, I think it was. That was a um, brilliant, brilliant match. I thought he just had a great year. And he tried to vacate the belt because he injured his knee, if you remember, just before we went to that Raw House show. And I was really pissed off because I wanted to see Seth. Oh, I was yeah. wearing a shirt and everything. Do you remember? But oh yeah, because if you wear shirts, they die or get injured. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I don't think the listeners know that. I've got a curse of uh, wearing shirts, wearing wrestler shirts. They say bad happens to them. Last, I wore Roddy Piper's shirt the day before he died um, to a Jesse killed Roddy Piper and um, he toddled off. Um, I've got a Benoit shirt, and um, no more needs to be said there. And um, I'm sure, I'm sure, and Seth, Seth with his knee, and I'm sure there's others as well, if I think hard, but I'm not in the mood. Um, But yeah, so he uh, busted his knee out, had to drop the belt. That was at Survivor Series, just before Survivor Series, and who knows how long he would have kept it otherwise. They seem to be invested in him keeping that belt for quite a while, it felt like at the time. So it's a shame it was cut short, but it was a really, really good run. And I know, you know, like you say, far from the best champion of all time. Didn't do gangbusters at the box office or anything like that. But he was the man for me. And I had sort of recently got back into wrestling around that time as well. So he was like the first WWE champion when I got back into wrestling. And that's cool. So it means something to me. I think my problem with the the Seth Rollins run is I remember all of like the segments vividly. Like I remember all the authority stuff and... Uh, was was like Sting and just I remember all the segments, but I don't remember any matches. You remember him um, ending Sting's career, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that, that one sticks out. Cheers, yeah. buddy. His SummerSlam match with Cena, um, when he, he yeah won the US when he's title. all in white, yeah, all in white, and he um, won the US title and retained the WWE title. That was a fantastic match, with the exception of the horrendous ending when John Stewart just got in the ring and hit Cena with a chair. Do you remember? Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely no ridiculous. Um, other than that finish, that was a fantastic match. That was really, really good. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about the Shield guys. I have it with like all of them. I, I remember segments like I love Dean, but I I remember a handful of his matches from when he was like champion and stuff. It's just I don't know. They're they're, they're very good characters. You know what I think Dean's best match. I agree with you by the way. Like n- none of their matches, like Dean especially, none of his matches particularly stick out to me. Like the actual in ringness of it, you know. Except for mm. he had a stunning match just before Mania the other year with Triple H. Roadblock, yes, that was brilliant. Absolutely incredible because the Royal Rumble when it was Roman against all, and it came down to Triple H and Dean That's Ambrose. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, I was so, that's when I was most invested in Dean, and I thought, like, oh my god, he's going to do it. And then he got the opportunity at Roadblock, and it would have been great for him to kind of win there. And when his foot's under the rope, or when, yeah, it's when Triple H's foot's under the rope, isn't it? And they count to three, and the place just erupts. Yeah. And then they wave it off, and my little heart broke. <laughs> They've done that. They did that a couple of times with Dean. Dean and Seth had a match as well, didn't they? And there was a second where it looked like Dean had won, and then the decision was reversed for some reason. Do you remember that? Mm. And that was actually the moment because that was before Dean had ever won the belt and I thought, oh, he's not like a WWE champion caliber person until that moment and there was a second where he was holding the belt and I thought, oh, actually, it looks good on him and everyone popped, you know, it was like, actually, this could work. And it, and it, and it did to a degree, you know, his stuff with AJ was yeah. fun. Stuff, stuff with Owens was fun. Yeah, better chemistry with Owens than AJ yeah, did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm. Um, okay, my number five. Big Daddy Jesse. That's me. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> it is. What do you mean? I'm big. <laughs> <laughs> You're a hobbit. Oh, I'm just. I'm just a big lump of gristle. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> um, mine is the probably the current longest reigning modern era champion. The modern day Mark. No, it's not. It's. <laughs> It's Such CM Punk, pick. baby. Very good. Um, CM Punk is not in my list. Really? I thought he would be. Only because I think his his actual reign was uh, really disappointing. He, in his own words, you know, he didn't main event anything. He didn't really have any big um, big feuds as WWE champion. It just felt a bit meh. I think not putting him in that kind of main event slot when he needed it to, but it was. I think at the time it was. What brought a lot of people back to wrestling? You know, a lot of the fans who kind of dropped off and were kind of done with wrestling at this point, uh, you speak to any of them and they'll say, yeah, CM Punk brought me back. Yeah, that's true. And and because you dropped off for a while, um, and let me tell you, before this, there was not a whole lot going on. It was dark times, my friend, in the WWE universe. It was dark. But when when CM Punk, he, he had... Paul Heyman with him, it, it was just fun, you know, 2011 to 2013, it was just great, great do you fun. Know when I, do you know um, when I dropped off? When did you drop off? When it went HD and got all bright. Yeah, you don't like it bright, do you? I don't like the bright colours, it's too clear, too, nah. don't like it. I like the grainy old look, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I imagine like... Cooler women's matches are really difficult for you because they've all got really bright hair. And... Oh, they do. They, all their hair's too long as well. It oh, looks they... like it's been brushed by mother. And... <laughs> oh, mother. <laughs> do you know what I mean? When women have too long hair and it just it just looks like they live at home and their mum brushes their hair. Uh, that seems Horse to be women. in. With, um... <laughs> um, <laughs> that seems to be in at the moment. But yeah, you're right. They're incredibly bright and it yeah. hurts my eyes and I don't like it. But it's anyway, sorry, back to CM Punk, who is also a very brightly, who is a very brightly coloured man as well. He was, it's white and blue, it wasn't appreciated. Um, the thing with Punk being champion, though, I think what brought everyone back is it kind of, it was like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart when they were champions, it was like wrestling was the focal point again. It wasn't like with Seth where it was segments and it was, um, not to shit on your number five, but it wasn't segments and it wasn't <laughs> promos and stuff, it, it was just wrestling. You know, having feuds with Cena, Jericho, Brian, Big Show, Rock, Kane, Del Rio. He had loads of feuds during this run. And all of them were, were really good, especially with Brian. Um, that, what was the match? I think it was Payback as well. Punk versus Brian at Payback. Yeah, that was a great match. That was really good. 
Really I, I good. would watch that. But like you say, I wasn't particularly invested in wrestling at that point. I was having a downtime. But um, I have gone back and watched that match, and it was brilliant. Yeah, and, and I don't think it got old. You know, the, the 434 days, it sucked how it ended with The Rock. It oh, really yeah. did suck yeah, yeah, how it yeah. ended. Because there was no reason you could have made that match triple threat. We had the once in a lifetime the year before. Why not make this one just a triple threat? Yeah. The two big stars and then, I guess, Punk the underdog. But, I don't know. Yeah, beat beat Punk at WrestleMania by The Rock. But the Rumble, oh, it just felt horrible. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It. I hated it. it. Stupid. And um, I also like that in this reign, Punk turned heel in the middle of it. That's pretty yeah. cool. You don't see champions turn heel whilst holding a belt very often, do you? No, no, and it's normally some kind of um, a catalyst for them turning heel or or whatever it is that happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's just so many good matches in that reign. And Paul Heyman, whenever he used to announce how long he'd been champion for, or Punk announcing how long he's been champion for, I just didn't get sick of it. And I could have quite happily watched him past the Rumble. I wasn't done with that run at that point. Yeah, no, it's great. And Heyman is just so... I mean, we're doing... Because we did the Twitter vote, didn't we? And the runner-up was... Um, best managers of all time so that's what yep. we're doing on the next show yeah um and Hayward's obviously going to be in there he's just like like what he does for Brock is incredible but what he did for Punk Punk being someone who can also talk so like the rapport that they could have with each other was just second to none it was brilliant when you've got two big characters like that that get on so well it's just amazing yeah yeah just added that more believability to it didn't it and absolutely um, absolutely obviously it wasn't in this reign but when he was it in this reign i can't remember when obviously the last five-star match before we had gargano and almas last week two weeks ago uh was the last five-star match at money in the bank 2011 one of my all-time favorite matches that one it's fantastic match it really is one of my all-time favorite entrances as well i watch that cm punk entrance just to get myself pumped up if i need yeah yeah i i don't well my favorite bit about is the commentary at the start where michael cole's like it's a partisan crowd and king just calls him on it immediately and he's like partisan this is like the (laughs) chicago cubs winning the super bowl in chicago there's nothing partisan about this It's brilliant. Um, yeah, just amazing atmosphere. Something that WE um, haven't been able to replicate since. No, no, definitely not. Um, also, while we're talking about five-star matches, that Gargano-Almas match. Stunning. Ooh. Absolutely stunning. Do you remember, I watched it about half an hour before you did, didn't I, the next day. <laughs> and so I'd sort of just messaged you saying, you know, no spoilers or anything, but you're in for quite a ride. What was it Bobby said that was funny? Um can you remember? Oh, something about her... Was it emotions or something? Something like that. Like, there'd been so many near falls that she'd gone through so many emotions that she was going to get a stomach ulcer or something. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> we would look back on our conversation, but we'd be here for hours. We'd just talk too much. But yeah, absolutely great you match. Talk too uh, much. Talk too much. And uh, Vega and... Um, Candy. Candice- Vega is awesome. So good, right? She is amazing at her job. It's so cool. My favourite thing, you know, she does that um, when the ref's dis- distracted. She just jumps up on the ring apron and hits um, Almas's opponent with a hurricane runner. Yeah. Um, she's done that a couple of times now. What I love about that is she doesn't even look at the audience after. Like, she doesn't acknowledge the pop or anything. She just does it and it's just business as usual. Do you know what I mean? She just yeah. doesn't react at all. She just does it because she's helping Almas, gets the guy back in the ring not even, like, acknowledging the fact that the audience appreciated her incredible skill to nail that hurricane runner. Talk about a career turn for Almas. 
Oh God, yeah, unbelievable. Um, when, when we went to that NXT show in Plymouth, um, we went for a wee when he when his match was on. Yeah, because it was like, oh, this is uh, this is going to be the wee break. We can't do it to the women anymore, so we got to um, <laughs> do it to the Mexicans uh, instead. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, and after all that, you know, he, he ends up putting on, um, as you say, a Meltzer rated five star match. Him and Gagano, they can just go and go and go. And Royal Rumble appearance. Yeah, awesome. Didn't had an amazing showing in the Rumble as well. Solid, solid future. Uh, number four, please, Daddy-O. My number four is um, Brock Lesnar. It comes to pain. Yes, but specifically talking about his sort of 2003 run mm-hmm. is the one that really got me. So um, he wins the belt from Kurt Angle. He turns heel, wins the belt from Kurt Angle, in that amazing sixty-man Iron Man, sixty-minute Iron Man match um, on SmackDown, Smackdown. yeah, which is just stunt. Just that's one of the best matches WWE have ever produced. Go and watch it if you haven't seen it, people. Um, amazing psychology, just a, a wonderful, wonderful match. And um, so he, he's a great heel champion there. And if you look at him all the way through, he loses the belt to Eddie Guerrero at No Way Out 2004, um, but. Um, in that period when he's got the belt, he's doing a really good job of being a dominant champion, but also being a kind of chicken shit as well and making these faces look good. He's acknowledging that all these faces could beat him. Uh, like Angle, like Benoit gets very, very close to it as well. Do you remember Benoit makes him tap out at Survivor Series 03? Yeah. And yeah. then as a result, he gets a title match on SmackDown and um, Lesnar does tap out, but the ref's knocked out. And just little things like that. So he, you know, a different character to what Lesnar is today, but um, just completely got everyone else over as well as himself, I would say. And he obviously played no small role in Eddie Guerrero winning the belt, which was an incredible moment. And the way, I mean, again, Goldberg interferes in that match, which gets on my nerves a bit. But other than that, Lesnar just sort of dominated Eddie, but made it believable when Eddie had his comeback. You ain't and, nothing, Eddie. Yeah, just die, Eddie. Do you remember who's a screamer oh. all the time? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it makes me cough doing that noise. Um, but yeah, just I think he was absolutely incredible in that era, uh, being the top guy and um, protecting his own stock, but making everyone else look amazing as well. Do you agree? Oh, 100%. Like it's been well documented the issues I have with current Brock Lesnar as a person and a, and a champion, but I still love him to <laughs> 2002, 2003 Brock Lesnar. Love the guy, you know, all the stuff he did with, with Kurt, um, WrestleMania 19 match, obviously amazing. Every match that you've talked about everything he did, you know, Zach Gowan, Matt Hardy, Rey Mysterio, big show, all great match. Under, how do I forget undertaker ahead of Zach Gowan? Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're all great feuds and he was so good in 2003 because you were right he was he was the big guy but he could he could sell in a way that made everything believable yeah it was incredible like watching eddie guerrero win that title um didn't feel far-fetched at all no. and it w- and it would have done the week before do you know what i mean it's the way that lesnar made eddie credible in that match and just made it completely believable yeah and you Brock, the thing that frustrates me is Brock can still do that, and Brock still knows how to wrestle like that. His match with AJ he had uh, last month was that style of Brock, 
um, when he was facing Eddie, you know, beat the shit out of him. But then he slowly starts to, you know, AJ works on some body parts and starts taking him down a bit. So, like, at, at the moment, it's when Brock feels like it, he's got Randy syndrome. When he feels like it, he can do some great stuff. Back then, it was all the time Brock was good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, you just mentioned The Undertaker. This is something I forgot to mention when I was talking about Seth Rollins. Um, do you think Seth Rollins is a wear Undertaker? <laughs> Go on. Through um, Seth Rollins' reign, <laughs> when he was WWE champion. Um, so do you remember um, in Lesnar and Seth Rollins' match, that's when The Undertaker comes back? So yeah. Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar are having a match. Then the lights go black. They come up. Seth Rollins is nowhere to be seen, but Undertaker's in the ring. Where's Seth Rollins? Then, um, a couple of weeks later, um, on Raw, Seth Rollins gets ejected from the building for some reason. I can't remember why, but he gets kicked out and made to go home early. And then later on, Undertaker turns up to confront Brock. Seth Rollins and Undertaker have not been seen in the same place at the same time for quite a few years now. And that makes me think that Seth Rollins is a wear-taker. Where taker? <laughs> taker? Yeah, where taker? Where taker? Where taker? <laughs> I like your theories. They're mental, and you need mental, physical help. Thanks. Well, I'm glad I shared it with you, and I'm glad you're so sympathetic to me. <laughs> Shut up, Jesse. <laughs> What's your number four? My number four is the best there is, the best there ever was, and the best there ever will be. Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett the Hitman Hart. I thought you'd be much higher on your list. Well, me too, but. Do we ever do these in order? No, that's true. I suppose not. I, I've already put mine out of order from how I wrote them. You you, you idiot, you is. Yeah, is that. But um, yeah, Brett. Um, but his, um, not, his 1997, it was a short reign. He won it at oh, SummerSlam. I ain't and... talking about 97. I'm talking about 95. Ooh, 95. Uh, what? <laughs> Go on then. You talk about it. It's your <laughs> one. Yeah, back off, bitch. Uh, 97 is great, obviously, with the heel and everything else that happened. I think... Something happened in Montreal. I can't quite remember it right now. Um, so, something about a pin or a um, <sighs> screw, screw or something. I can't who, knows, who even knows at this point? It's all fake anyway. Um, but in 1995, he beats Diesel in an ODQ match at Survivor Series. Good match. Good match. And I, I haven't actually seen it, I'll be honest with you. And he goes on to have great matches. He defends against David Boy Smith uh, when he was heel. Another great match. He has feuds with Taker, Diesel again, Triple H, and then we eventually lead up to the Iron Man match at WrestleMania, which we've discussed many times before, but one of the best WrestleMania matches of all time. One of the most boring matches that's ever been produced. Anyway, um, <laughs> as I mentioned with CM Punk, it you know, Michaels, Benoit, Eddie, it was all about wrestling. You know, it wasn't any... Yeah, the gimmick was there, but it was... He was just wrestling. That's all it was all about. He was great for the company. He was the... Brett could do... You could put the championship on Brett and you'd go, we're not going to find him dead with two hookers and a mountain of cocaine. Well, this is true. This is why he was given the belt um, initially, wasn't it? Because it was steroid trial sort of era. And so they thought, well, we have to put it on like a, on a wrestler who clearly doesn't do steroids, who is a real sort of good guy, who's good influence and stuff. And Brett was their guy and he was an excellent choice for that. Yeah, yeah. Um, in terms of like memorability for again the stuff that happened around the championship it doesn't really get remembered i think this is his longest reign he had yeah. um but in terms of like championship match quality 
this is his better run. It, it's phenomenal. Um, oh, I might disagree with you. Well, you but... can shut the fuck up then. Okay. No, go on. Why do you... Uh, 97? I, 97 was obviously much shorter. He wins it at SummerSlam and, and then loses it at Survivor Series in the yeah, Montreal yeah. Screwjob. But um, that era, like, those couple of months... And it's do- and the fact it's documented in Wrestling with Shadows makes it even better. Like what the fact that he was the heel in America and the face in Canada and everywhere else and playing that so well and the real life anguish he was going through with going to WCW and things like that, which you can watch in Wrestling with Shadows. And because we've got that element of realism and we can watch that documentary whenever we want, that makes it more important to me. Do you know what I mean? It no, no, makes it all encompassing. Um all of Brett's kind of runs, even though you really only count the two. Um, no, I guess his second run was the longest. He's had some pretty long ones, but yeah, yeah I guess the 97 is the most memorable, isn't it? But just, just all of them have been fantastic. I think those two stand out the most. And he, he just was such a great champion. In terms of the winged eagle belt, it's just that's Brett's belt to me. You know, you associate... I love that belt bouts with just wrestlers i associate it with Shawn michaels oddly and he um i suppose he did help hold it a couple of times didn't he um but yeah short Shawn michaels is who i think of when i think of that bout it's weird how everyone has kind of because i think we spoke about this with the the united states title didn't we and you said you associate it with big show yeah yeah who held it for like four months or something like no yeah. time at all you associate it with mvp don't you yeah which is yeah, a random that's one. strange. Yeah, I never even think of that. Big gold belt is always Benoit to me, even though you would think it would be Ric Flair, but it's Benoit for some reason. It's always Benoit I think of. Yeah, it, it's. I always go between Triple H and Edge. Yeah, Triple H is a very good shout. Cause just, I just see the gold and I see the nose, and that, that's all I ever. <laughs> it's all that's ever in my head. But um, what about yeah. Intercontinental? Who do you think of when you think of the Intercontinental title? Ooh, which one? The old kind of um, cylindrical one. Uh, that was oh, like okay. 2002 yeah. era. Yeah. Um, Kane, weirdly. Do you? Yeah, because I, I remember him being the last Intercontinental Champion with that belt and all the Triple H stuff clearly sticks in my memory. Um, so yeah, I picture Kane with that belt. I picture Rob Van Dam. Good choice. Good. Yeah, you could yeah. have you could have Eddie. You could have Rob Van Dam. Yeah. Uh, Randy as well. Randy. Yeah. I just those chiseled abs. <laughs> He's like a great guy, Jr. <laughs> he's not Pluto. <laughs> that was Mickey Mouse, not Pluto. Was <laughs> Pluto doesn't talk, he's a dog. Don't bring, ridiculous. Up the, don't, don't bring up the fact that Mickey's a mouse. Um, okay. Well done. Yeah, we'll get, who are we on? What you want to know? I, I know Brett, we're about Brett and now we're talking about Disney characters. So, yeah, uh, sorry. Yeah, check out Brett's uh, 95 reign because obviously the 97 is the most documented, but in terms of match rate, especially his Davy Boy Smith match, very enjoyable to watch, and the Diesel match. Excellent. Fucking good match. Um, check out. So, yeah, that's my number four. The excellence of execution. Bye-bye. Very good. My number three. See, no crossovers yet, um, but we might have one here. Uh, my number three is the phenomenal AJ Styles. Well, I wondered about putting him on my list. But you didn't. I didn't. No, interestant. Um, is interestant an actual... I've been saying that for years, no. right? It's not an actual thing from another language. No. Well, I don't know from another language, but I can't imagine what language would have interest German? Interestant. That's what <gasps> Germans would say. That's just you saying in a German accent. <laughs> See, it does sound German. It does when you say it like that. <laughs> um, 
don't know. Yeah, no, um, I, I don't know. I've been saying it for years. God knows where I got it from. Interest. We've got listeners all around the world, so let us hey, know. Hey, Germans. How do you say interest? We don't actually have any Germans. We have no German listeners. No German listeners. They do Get not care for together. us at all. We need lots of super good German listeners. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Uh, no, Russian Federation last week. That was a new subscriber, which... Russian? was weird. Yeah. The French love us. The Japanese love us. The Russians. The Taiwanese. Canadians and American. But no Germans. Okay. Um, that's a shame. We'll, we'll get on that. I'm sure I know some Germans. I'll think about it. I'm bound to know some. Um, I did German exchanges when I was a kid at school. They were fun. You never went on them, did you? I didn't, no. They were good fun. Very snowy, um, but good people. Good friendly people. Did you Did you have a German in your house? Yeah, yeah. They came back over here and stayed. And um, Yeah, two years on the trot. A different kid each time. Um, first... <laughs> What? You slut. <laughs> um, first one was lovely, um, really sweet guy. Um, took him to the rugby. Took, and uh, my stepdad is um, a now retired um, police officer, so we sent him home with like a truncheon and um, like uh, a policeman hat and stuff. And he was chuffed with that. Um, we gave him the truncheon. And he was like, "Yes, I shall be using this on my brother." <laughs> um, <laughs> And then the second year, there was a kid who was a couple of years older. I was like 14 and he was like 17, which is a bit weird. So like you're at very different places in your life. So he was like ready to go out and party and shit, you know, but I was like 14. I'm like, actually, I, I, you know, I'm just a little boy and my mum won't let me go out. So it was, <laughs> um, it was a bit weird. But yeah, no, it was good. Germans, the Germans are good um, and the families are nice and their houses are massive. Um, but anyway, AJ Styles, who is... <laughs> <laughs> what? Longer. I think we spoke more about Germans than I did about Bret Hart. <laughs> they all have massive houses. It's weird. Um, AJ Styles. Th- th- what I love about AJ Styles, this title reign, is th- th- mainly the fact that we all knew who he was long before he was in WWE. And that's not something that happens much in WWE. You, know, you don't get these big main eventers that you were so aware of before they made their name in WWE. But you got that with AJ Styles. And you also get with AJ Styles, which is nice, a bit of a throwback in the sense of he takes himself really seriously. Like, he's not a dick about it, but he clearly takes himself seriously, right? And that makes such a difference. And that's a massive reason why he's on top. Because, like, wrestlers who wink, wink, nod, nod, which so many of them do nowadays, just, I hate it. And it doesn't equate success because I can't take you seriously. And I want to take my champion seriously. And AJ Styles does that for me. Do, mm. do, you, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, he, he really does. It's He's, again, like we were saying with Brett, he, he is a good brand ambassador. You're not going to have any funny business with, with AJ. No, absolutely. Uh, yeah, top guy, um, works his tits off, has worked his tits off, you know, for decades. And we've watched it in sort of TNA and New Japan and Ring of Honor and stuff. Yeah. But um, I, I just think, I think his story, I'm really looking for. I hope he writes a book one day. Um, that'll be awesome, I think. I think he has um, to, doesn't he? Yeah, he's just he's such a journeyman, and he's just been at the top everywhere he's been through, you know, not because he's like this massive guy or anything, just because he worked bloody hard, and he's the best, and that's what has got him to the top everywhere he's been. And The, the I thing I find so awesome. weird is just like he's been, he hasn't, how long has he been in WWE now? Two, three years? Uh, yeah, it was Rumble before last he debuted, wasn't it? Yeah, and it's just it just so natural when he won the title. It was like, yeah, all right. Yeah, no, to- yeah, totally believable. And um, I think his heel turn um, 
when he was champion was great. Um, turning AJ heel was a brilliant idea. I think that was important. I feel like it wouldn't yeah. have got to it wouldn't have got to a point where fans turned on him because that was never going to happen. But it could have got a bit stale with the yes. AJ's here. Yeah, exactly. And now you know he's gone back face, and it's just worked perfectly. They've just rounded his character beautifully, and it's great. And and his reign, you know, you take his reign seriously. You, um, I when I think about who the WWE champion is, I think that's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's so cool that it's AJ Styles and we're really going to miss it when that reigns over, I think. Well, unless Nakamura. Eh, I, I, I love Nakamura, obviously, but I, I don't feel like there's just nothing he's done in WWE that has made me interested. No, it is unfortunate. His, his NXT title run wasn't great. No, it, it, his first match with Sammy was great. And he had a great match with Finn on NXT television. And that's about it. Yeah. And what, what you got to appreciate, listen, we love Nakamura. We were, yes. we were little Marky Bum boys when, when he made his debut. We were unbearable to everyone else in the room. Well, Wrestle Kingdom 9 was the first. I, I, that was the first Wrestle Kingdom you watched as well, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'd never seen Nakamura before Wrestle Kingdom 9. And it just blew me away. That was when he um, wrestled Ibushi. Yeah. Um, Ibushi, the girl is hard to get. <laughs> and it was, um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I just, like, I, I'd never seen it before. I'd never seen anything like it. and thought, this is the coolest thing in the world. And became a massive Nakamura fan. But, yeah, there's something about the WWE style or, I don't know, the culture or something where his character and his wrestling ability doesn't quite translate for me. That... The end of the Rumble. I, I thought he did a great performance in the end of the Rumble. Um, yeah. Except for Cena yelling, Now Nakamura! Yeah, now, now Nakamura! Now Shinsuke! <laughs> That's ridiculous. They're not booing or cheering, they're just being quiet, which is what they, sh- which is what all audiences should do when, yeah. when like, they're not happy with something. Don't boo, just stay quiet. And then that's what tells, you know, that's really bad telly, and that tells people backstage... Oh God! Like no reaction at all is awful. Maybe we should yeah, listen to them. That, that's, but when uh, when Shinsuke did the the come on to to Roman, the build of it, and yeah. then the come on, I love that. that <laughs> yeah, was no, that was good. And um, he's in um, he's in the Japanese version of Pharrell's um, happy music video. That's um, worth that's noting. There you go. So's Okada. Really? Yeah, it's oh. good. Yeah, YouTube it. Um, Pharrell happy. Yeah, it was like a special. It's like the same, st- exactly the same style video that we had here, just with Japanese celebrities, and um, they're in it, and it's good. I love that. I love it. Um, but yeah, AJ, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Um, oh, one more quick thing. I was saying to you, wasn't I? Off air. Viz Media, I'm a massive manga fan, so I'm obsessed with Viz Media and follow them on socials and that. Um, they're the people that basically translate all the mangas and stuff, and um, they're translating Nakamura's autobiography, which he wrote back in 2014, which will be coming out in the summer in English language, which is awesome. So that'll be well worth reading because it'll be all New Japan stuff and Happy Days. And he obviously did his bit of MMA and stuff. It'll be interesting to read about that. AJ Styles, it... <laughs> sorry, gone. <laughs> <laughs> no. We'll get there. Don't worry, we'll get there. No, it will be interesting because obviously you. You don't get much of an insight into New Japan. Obviously, not being able to speak Japanese makes it a bit difficult for us. So to to have that aspect will be quite fun. And yeah. then you go, oh, all of these people are dickheads. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is it. I'm sort of slightly worried about that because that's what I like about New Japan is that we don't really have access to backstage gossip and stuff like that. We just watch the matches and that's it and really enjoy them. But yeah, as you say, Nakamura could like throw some shade on... Um... 
Although it turns out like Gado's a racist or something. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no blacks. Um <laughs> I can hear you, sorry, whenever I say things, I can hear you sort of go, Oh, shall I edit that? <laughs> like I can hear I just it. make notes. I, I can hear notes, it in so. your tone of voice. One um, hour five. But yeah, AJ Styles, he's the man. He's he feels like a throwback to me. Uh, because he takes himself seriously in an era where it seems like WWE wrestlers are in, almost encouraged not to take themselves seriously, and that really annoys me. Yeah, definitely. And his matches, all of his feuds have just been stellar at this point, barring the Kevin Owens one. Kevin which... Owens was a bit flat. Other than that, everything, yeah, is stunning. Stunning. Even Ellsworth. He got amazing matches out of Ellsworth. <laughs> right? And there, there was a ladder match that was really good. I think not... Having AJ, when they did the brand split, really cemented SmackDown. You know, they took the hottest star. That's how much faith they had in wanting SmackDown to work. They took the hottest star that they had with their championship. You know, he's yeah. he hasn't held the he hasn't held the fake Universal Championship. He's he, that's the big belt that they gave him. Yeah, definitely. And, and it just worked. So good one, Jesse. Thanks, mate. Hey, um, on WWE Shop the other day, I bought some Shawn Michaels socks. Why? <laughs> Why not? What, what you don't want Shawn Michaels socks? No. Okay, well, more for me. <laughs> what? what how, how do they work? Not how do they work. You what put do them they on your feet like? to, um, to put a barrier between like your bare foot and the shoes so your feet don't smell. Good one. What do they look like? They look like, um, so they're like red and white. And then on the bit that goes onto your leg, like up your shin... Um, it's just got a picture of Shawn Michaels, like 90s Shawn Michaels with those weird circular sunglasses and stuff, holding the belt, um, the winged eagle. And... You're going to confuse so many people at like work or stuff when they just see this little face poking out of your socks. <laughs> They're really good. I also bought some, um, well, I bought, bought these for Bobby, not myself, but um, some Charlotte Flair ones as well that just have like a cartoon of Charlotte Flair on them. There's going to be a day where you've got no clean socks and you see them and you're just like, woo! <laughs> yeah, I'm going, I'm going, woo I'm just going to wear Charlotte. And I'll just see. I'll I'll come to meet you or something. I'll just see you like strutting, hips going. <laughs> you're right, mate. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know what's wrong with me. Just put on I these socks. Bought, and... I also bought a um, Finn Balor polo shirt, so it'll be exciting to see what that's like. Where that turns up. Be a little wrestling chav. Well, this is it. I like quite like polo shirts when they're nice and fitted. They can look nice, I think, and especially with um. You know why I really do it? This is sort of like lame, but um, you know, Sponge, the ska punk band Sponge. Yes. who are local heroes to us. They're from our hometown. Um, and they've had pretty, like, you know, all right success around the country and stuff, but they're far from, like, a massive act, really. But the guitarist always had, um, like, he's got a full sleeve of tattoos, colourful <clears> tattoos, <throat> and always wore polo shirts whilst playing gigs. And I always thought he looked like the coolest guy in the world. And now I've got colourful tattoos, so I like to wear polo shirts and pretend I'm him. Yeah, Jesse can't form his own identity. It's been a struggle his whole life. I know, but it's a sign of like I don't know, I don't know. I just see what other people do, and um, like well, a lot of good wrestlers, right? Like Dusty Rhodes and stuff has always said it. Like he would basically steal other people's ideas, but put a nice, twi- a cool twist on it to make it his own. That's what I do. Yeah, very modest of you to say so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, we're only on number three. We've been yammering for like an hour and fifteen minutes. Oh man, uh, yeah. Sorry. All right. Um, Quick, what's your next one? No, no, no. We don't spend forty minutes on you, and then I get five minutes. That's not how it works, friend. But it's what I'm used to. 
<laughs> this one will be quick because it's pretty obvious. Um, my number three is the most electrifying man in all of sports entertainment, The Rock. Very good. Um, the Rock, you, they're babbed at me talk real good night, <laughs> Max does. When it comes to feuds and stuff, we spoke about this on um, Steve's podcast. You you were either a ah sorry what, go on. What'd you do? I got a foot cramp. Carry on. <laughs> what do you do? What position are you in? Well, I'm sitting it right. What it is, right? You know, I've been building BBA out of Lego. Yeah. Uh, there's still bits of Lego on the floor. So while I was, I'm sitting here barefooted. I'm absentmindedly sort of picking up Lego with my tootsies, and and I, and I picked up a bit of Lego in a funny angle, and it gave me a foot cramp. But it's okay now. Carry on. We paint pictures on this podcast. <laughs> like, last what? last time you were doing phone like skateboarding flips with your phone. This yeah, week you're doing flips. monkey paw Lego pickup. <laughs> I don't want to think about what you're going to do next week with your feet. No, um, no, it's disgusting. So you're either a Shawn Michaels guy or you're a Bret Hart guy. In this instance, you're re- I think you're either a rock guy or you're an Austin guy. Yeah, that's fair. And I was a rock guy. Were you? Over I was a rock guy. I know, this is why that's we don't so, get on. That's so you. Yeah. You, what a div. <laughs> what a div. Don't say div. <laughs> Never say div to me. What's wrong with um, div? I get div- called div far too much in my life. I don't need it from you as well. Who else calls you a div? Everyone, Jesse. Really? Why, do we, why does everyone like just use a throwback insult for you? <laughs> Is it a throwback insult? Is it not still around anymore? I don't think people say div that much anymore. That feels quite sort of school to me. Well, I feel quite honoured then. Yeah, I am div. a div. Divvy. Divvy, div, div. <laughs> uh, the Rock was amazing because... He had it all. He had the look. He had the promo skills. His matches were fun. You know me. I'm all flash, no substance with wrestling. <laughs> it's what I love. You do, and I, I respect you for it. Um, he, and I think it was just kind of the, the, the time of what he had, man, when he had feuds against Stone Cold, Triple H, Mankind, Undertaker. His later runs were Brock Lesnar, which were meh. Um, yeah, but, but he passed the torch very well to Brock Lesnar, I thought. He passed the torch extremely well, you are correct. He sold that F5 like a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mankind matches were my fave. Loved his Mankind matches, but obviously the pay-per-view that really cemented my love of wrestling was WrestleMania 17, and he went in to face Austin as the champion. Obviously didn't leave with it, whatever, but yes. one of the best matches ever. 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 You sold your soul to the devil, Austin. Yeah, apart from the ending, it was good. Um, this segue is the ending. Do you? Uh, you... the ending. It was, but turning Austin heel in Texas is the stupidest idea in the world. Yeah, it didn't really work. It didn't work. So, no, everyone like he's supposed to be. Oh my god, what's Austin doing? He sold his soul, and all the crowd are just like, "Fuck yeah, kill him!" Well, <laughs> 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 that's the problem with the '90s crowd, and <laughs> yeah, Texas didn't help. But what was intended was good. Um, yeah, yeah. The Rock is without a doubt the most entertaining man that's ever graced a ring, and there'll never be anyone better than him. It's um, true, and, and it's translated it, to the big screen like that yeah. natural charisma. That man is money, and it will translate to the White House. Oh God, no! Not another one. Oh, he's going to have a go. The Rock. He's going to run. Have a go. No, just. Oh. Can't you like, see it? Can't you see it happen? I can see it, but it's just like, we not just get back to genuine politics? I would love to have that happen in this country. <laughs> if, if we got, like, um, Alan Sugar like, in yeah. charge or something. 
And then we had... Or, or Wolf from Gladiators. Yeah, Wolf from Gladiators. <laughs> it's just, when you put it into context of our country, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> it's just silly. It's stupid. It's like when um, Oprah Winfrey did that impassioned speech at, uh, was it the Oscars or something? Golden and, Globes, I think. Eh? Golden Globes, I yeah, think. Yeah, Golden Globes. Uh, and everyone's like, yeah, um, like Oprah should run for president, it's awesome. And it's like, you're the same, everybody was saying that, is that there's the same people that were saying, um, oh, it's so stupid that a celebrity's in the White House and all this. And it all just comes down to the fact that you agree with what Oprah said and you don't agree with Donald Trump. But they're still both celebrities and your yeah. point was that you don't want a celebrity in the White House, but you're backing out as stupid. Both are stupidly underqualified to do that job. Exactly, yeah. And it's very scary that one of them actually has the job. But it's still, you know, yeah, as you say, it's yeah, it's ridiculous. But Rock for PM, not PM. President, let's go. Hey, if we, I'd love to have Rock, <laughs> Prime Minister. Just Over here, yeah. Yeah, comes in, kicks Theresa May out. Is there a law about being... Because I know you have to be American to be the president, don't you? Is there a law that you have to be British to be the Prime Minister? I would presume so. Because you don't have to be English, do you? Because Gordon Brown was Scottish. Yeah. But but Scotland's obviously part of the UK. For better, you know, whether they they like it or not. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I don't know know what the rule is there. Um, Kane could never be president. That's sad, isn't it? Because he was born in Spain. What? Yeah. Kane Spanish. Kane Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I know that. I think I was just on his Wikipedia page once and just read it. I think I think his parents are American. They just happened to be in Spain when they had him. Amazing. Yeah. No, no wonder he loves hot spicy stuff so much. <laughs> Isn't it weird that like so you know he's running for mayor of um Knox County or something. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't agree with um, Kane's a libertarian. I don't particularly agree with libertarian policies. That's neither here nor there. But um, I still really want him to win just because it's Kane and I want Kane to be in that sort of position. I love that in the middle of a campaign, he's come back and done, firstly, a wrestling run. Secondly, <laughs> a heel wrestling run. Yeah. Yeah, like, fair play to him. He's, he's bloody good at his job. All of yeah. his jobs. So we'll see. I, I wouldn't be surprised because, like, Rhino's ran for mayor. We've had Jesse Body Ventura. He was a senator, wasn't he? Jesse Body Ventura was the governor of Minnesota. The governor. Mental. Yeah, America, mental. you're weird. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, um, Jesse the Body Ventura fought very hard to legalize prostitution in Minnesota. <laughs> so and hard. I respect him for that. <laughs> <laughs> you got my vote, Jesse. Yeah, he's 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 absolutely right. He was saying in the interviews, yeah, everything that happens in prostitution is totally legal between consenting adults. The only thing that makes it illegal is that money's changing hands. Uh, that's just silly. Just legalize it and tax it. It's true. And, and we can and have and a nice time. And it'll make it safer for the... This, um, this is the thing. Women. I always have this with like um, drug use and, and prostitution. If you legalize it, you can control it and you can make it safer for everyone. Yeah, exactly. And every, so. Yeah, but even more so than drugs... Drug use is like dangerous, you know, but responsible sex isn't dangerous. It's no, fine. no, stuff is screened well, but it's it's kind of a case of um, when when you say like, oh, I support legalizing prostitution, it automatically sounds sleazy, doesn't it? But it's not because I know there's like company. Uh, <laughs> I should probably, should probably stop touching myself when I tell people that at the same time. <laughs> that's probably what makes it look that, sleazy. That's what does it. That's what does it. Because <laughs> there's like a company, I think it's like Sweden or Norway, where they have these specialized like. Um, not sheds, that sounds dodgy, <laughs> but like you drive up and it's like a, you, oh, I know the best way to describe it. You know, when you go to a, a driving range, 
<laughs> yes. And you've just got the walls either side to protect you. It's like that. Yeah. You drive up to a makeshift driving range and there's cameras on it so that they can kind of... They don't obviously cameras on the car, but they can see that the girl's arriving safe and then they can leave safe. Yeah. It's okay. a nice plan. Fucking hell, we've had a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> every single one after every single one has just broken down into complete... Mud. I know. Well, the thing is, we haven't actually spoken in a couple of weeks, have we? Like, we haven't. Um, like, so, like, we've been talking on MSN and stuff. Like, MS fucking hell. Uh, on Facebook. Jesus, I'm such a... I'm like, I was living in the past, and I'm just stuck there. Um, uh, yeah, we just chatted on Facebook and stuff. But, um, yeah, we haven't actually spoken, like, heard each other's voices in a couple of weeks. So this is quite a nice catch-up for us. Sorry, everyone. Um, join, join in the conversation. Um, yeah. yeah, number three is The Rock. What's your number two, mate? Uh, my number two is, uh, this has to be a crossover, doesn't it? Uh, Viva la raza, Eddie Guerrero. No, man. Really? Not on your list? No. Now, again, this is um, maybe this what is we weird. were saying about, yeah. Um, this is what we were saying about um, you sort of, you know, having to take into account who the best champions are as far as business and work rate and things like that. Eddie's reign, whilst an amazing moment, as we documented when I was just talking about Lesnar, you know, when Eddie won the belt. It was a real powerful moment, really, really cool. Um, and he didn't hold it that long, and he lost it to JBL, and that was it. And it turns out backstage, he was quite, like, he was really feeling the pressure of being the top guy, and that's um, and that's almost why he dropped. He sort of asked for it to be dropped because he was like, "I'm really close to relapsing. This is loads of pressure. Yeah. So can you sort of drop me down a bit?" And um, and you know, absolutely fair play to him for that. But. As a 14-year-old watching it at the time, it was great. I thought it was a really, really good little run. Um, he um, won the belt in great fashion against Lesnar. Had a great match against Angle at Mania. I thought that was a fantastic match. Great, yeah. Um, even though Angle's, um, like Angle's neck often is for any big matches of his career, hanging by a thread. He still, <laughs> um, he, it was still an incredible match. And I enjoyed, we got the um, Judgment Day match with JBL, which on the Muta scale of Eddie Guerrero's blood... Fucking hell. Absolutely hilar- hilarious, I was going to say, but I meant to say horrendous. Horrendous. Um, yeah, horrendous. I can't watch that match. It makes me actually physically ill. It's like watching that scene in Reservoir Dogs where he takes the ear off. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it is, yeah, it's quite something, the amount of blood that Eddie pisses out that day. Um, and then we get the, then he loses it to JBL at the Great American Bash, doesn't he? On the bloody Texas, whatever, touch the four corners. Oh, yeah, yeah. They loved um, their match matches right then. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and that's it, but it's not, you know, it's not a great reign when you look back at it now, really, except for the nostalgia factor and the fact that obviously Eddie isn't with us anymore. So it's nice to see him on top, but I just, I just think he was such a lovable baby face that it just came across, you know, everyone felt like they'd won the title when Eddie won the title. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, everyone was totally with him and just felt so proud of him. And, you know, he'd been through so much and he achieved it. And I love that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, it, it's true. I always remember the the next night on SmackDown when he had like the celebration, and yeah. it just it just didn't feel real because back then guys like Eddie didn't win the title. No, no, it's... Sure. and then Benoit wins it the next month at Mania. Yeah, it was weird. It was a weird yeah. time, um, but, but a great time. Uh, yeah, it was fantastic. You know, Eddie was one of my absolute faves and Benoit was yours it, we were on top of the world it's like we were controlling them like puppets <laughs> and then one year later at Wrestlemania 21 who's winning the belts yeah Cena <laughs> and Batista we're right back aren't we we're right back to Vince's big man like a year later 
it's depressing when you look at it like that. It was good while it lasted, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the match against Brock was was great, except for Taz's commentary when he's just screaming, "No, he cheated! No, not like this!" See, you've always had a problem with that. I like that because Eddie's whole gimmick was that he cheated. I like that sort of, it's like the last thing he shouts, isn't it? When, as Eddie hits the final frog splash, yeah, uh, Taz is shouting, he cheated. I think that's great because it's, that's exactly what you want from Eddie. He lies, he cheats, he steals. That's his whole gimmick. And I think Taz almost put that over more than ruined the moment. In my opinion, I know you, you think it ruins the moment. I think it completely enhances it, but that's just me. That's just you. That's just how you roll, baby. And exactly. um, his match against Kurt is probably my favorite match of that evening. Yes. Yeah, it, it definitely is. The and again, he he cheats to win, but in, in a really creative and good way. Really. Good. Um, it's not my was, favorite match of that evening. Um, I know it's not. Obviously, the main event would be the match between Shawn Michaels and Triple H. Always. Where, a good match. Um, yeah, where they both neither of them won the title. <laughs> I thought we make this joke every week now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, I keep plugging it. Uh, and on SmackDown, like Eddie was SmackDown, and he'd be there every single week, and he'd put on great matches, or he'd do something entertaining. It was just Eddie on SmackDown was fantastic. Yeah, he really was. It, it was just always enjoyable to watch. And I think it was not that it was good that he was died. That's a horrible thing to say, but um, he's just got that one great run as champion. Mm. You know, and he if was... it went downhill. He didn't end up in ECW. He didn't. And uh, letting the dogs out around the pool, it just no. it just ended well. Yes, sort of. But um, he he was um, you know he was booked to win the title again before he died. Yes, because it was that triple threat match. It was that's um, been confirmed by Stephanie McMahon apparently. Randy and Batista. Yes, and yeah, that would have been um, that would have been interesting to see where that went because he turned heel, didn't he, for a short time um, in between him losing the title and dying. Yeah. Um, he and they changed his music and everything. Do you remember the can you feel the heat and all that stuff? And he feuded with Ray and he ended up being I'm your pappy. Yeah, he ended up being Dominic's real dad and stuff. That was awesome. That was the first time we saw Vicky on screen, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah. Um as his sort of diligent wife. And Where the fuck is Vicky? Yeah, where is, is Vicky? Vicky? We're referring to the ladder match where Vicky misses her cue and Eddie's on top of the ladder and Vicky's meant to come out and pull him down. She doesn't. He's <laughs> poor girl. She's not a performer, you know. And then <laughs> My favorite, the memorial um, and Ray's at the front, and he's wearing the "I'm your pappy" T-shirt. Yes, I don't know why that always tickled me. But it did. <laughs> and poor Vic. I mean, sort of poor Vicky. She obviously likes it, but it's like Eddie dies, and they're like, "Oh no!" The Vince is like, "Don't worry, don't worry, Vicky. We're going to look after you. We're going to give you a job. We can make you general manager or something, and it'll be fine." But um, but we will we will be calling you fat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're just so gonna, much we're gonna really pick on the way you look i mean you're a very you are an ugly person and we're gonna make light of that but it's for eddie and um but it's yeah it's, like it's Vince great is here in the room <laughs> just whispering whispering to vicky and stroking her hair you're a very ugly person <laughs> um but i love vicky guerrero she's a lovely lady by all accounts and um Eddie seemed lovely as well. Oh, uh, yeah, I watched but... on uh, on YouTube. It was after the Women's Royal Rumble match. It's just her and Sasha Banks just crying about how much they love Eddie. Oh man, I saw um, I saw like a link of that on Facebook or something. But I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It is good. It, it, it's pretty much just Vicky being like, "Thank you for continuing the spirit." She basically like, "I know the fans shit on it, but fuck them because 
you enjoy, you know, Eddie as part of your legacy and you carrying that on is important. I'm like, thank you. You know, yeah. who cares if, like, Sasha... Because that, that's the criticism, is it? It's like, oh, Sasha's made herself part of Eddie's legacy. It's like, no. He inspired someone enough to want to change the business and embody him in her career. That's yes. amazing. So, can you, can you imagine if I made it as a wrestler and just never shut up about Chris Pemboir? <laughs> you would not get far, my friend. <laughs> um... But, um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and I agree with that. And I remember actually saying, um, when in that Women's Royal Rumble, when Vicky Guerrero came out and Sasha Banks sort of um, helped chuck her out, I was like, yep, so there it is. That's the closest that Sasha Banks will actually ever be to Eddie Guerrero, who's um, throwing Vicky Guerrero out of the Royal Rumble. Her coming out made me so happy. Yeah, it was good. Um, uh, I read Meltzer's notes on the Women's Rumble, and he was quite down on it, and I thought it was great. I thought even the... He was like, oh, well, the Vicky bit was just bizarre. And I was like, yeah, but that's sort of the point of it. It's silly and nice. And it was nice to see all these um, nostalgia people, you know? Um, I've never liked Michelle McCall, ever. No. So I hated her coming back. And now she holds the record for the most eliminations in a women's rumble. She looks like she tastes quite salty. (laughs) (laughs) You are correct, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly Kelly proving she's still can't wrestle yeah but god yeah, bless her quite a lot of that. but tory, tory wilson tory wilson has just replaced her body yeah tory wilson is some kind of android robot Someone at this else. point yeah yeah i could see her in a sci-fi movie quite easily yeah, um but yeah trish trish could still go man trish is awesome trish and beth beth phoenix and beth because yeah. like I always listen to the Edge and Christian podcast, and she's always been like, "Oh no, I'm a mum now. I could never do that again. It's you know, I don't have the body for it or anything like that." She came out and went, "She looks amazing," and yeah. she did so like her wrestling ability. She's one of the ones that just like I wish you were in this era. Just yes. come back for like six months. Just you and Trish, just back for six months. Work with everyone, and then then you can spend time with your children. How cool was the Mickey James Trish moment? Oh. That's wicked, that wasn't it? That's it's, that's always been one of my favourite um, WrestleMania women's matches of all time. Yeah, the Mickey James Trish match. I think it's fantastic. And yeah, just that callback was awesome. Well, I that was quite. I loved that at view. the time. It was they had a one on one at WrestleMania 22. Yeah, absolutely. That, was, that wasn't really done before. That uh, was a weird mania. It was a very weird mania. Um, was it Peter Gabriel did the music? Uh, yeah, I think it, I think you're right. Yeah, what a weird choice. Yeah, very odd. Um, yeah, you said there's a petition for um, Africa by Toto to be the um, <laughs> right to be the WrestleMania music this year. I hope it works. Uh, yeah, me too. Me too. In all honesty, because <laughs> who doesn't love a bit of Toto? <laughs> I know it's a, it's a timeless classic. <laughs> uh, we're really struggling on this top five, aren't we? <laughs> It's a bit all over the place, isn't it? I'm sure people don't mind. If you mind, um, go away. <laughs> <laughs> go listen to the last one. Yeah, uh, exactly. I think it's just because it's so obvious what like why these people are revered as the best WWE champions. So we're like, this, for this reason, now let's talk about prostitutes. Yeah, exactly. So, which leads me nicely onto my number two. Am I on number okay. two? Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, you must be. Hang on. No way. I did The Rock. Then who did you do? Eddie. Eddie, yes. So, number two. Um, speaking of prostitutes, it's the man with the now thousand-mile stare, because he's clearly seen some shit in the time he's been away. It's Mr. Kurt Angle. 
Oh, very good. Yeah, very orange slash red man, isn't he? He looks yeah. like his head's about to explode any second nowadays. It, it, that that stare just scares me at the moment. <laughs> but before drugs are introduced, kids, never do drugs. Um, Kurt Angle was one of the most technically gifted best wrestlers of all time. And as you mentioned in 2003 with Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, good Jesus, was he on fire then? Yeah, amazing. Ooh, just, mama. Yeah, watching his, um, just how quickly he became a massive player in that in WWE is incredible, watching Kurt Angle's career. Because Kurt's one of those guys where you go, oh yeah, we, we could talk about his career going back. It's like, wait, no. He debuted in 99, and then he slowly started to build himself up with the Alliance, and he obviously won the world title, but his first one didn't really didn't really fit, didn't really sit well. Um, it was only when he started doing the SmackDown and he got the beautiful belt, the pretty belt, with yeah. that lovely gold and the lion. Oh, beautiful, that belt. Um, that's that's the angle that I remember. You know, when he shaved his head, I think bold angle was best angle. Yeah, I agree. He sort of stepped it up a notch, didn't he, in sort of 2003 all the way through to when he left WE, really, in 2006. Yeah. I'd say um, from just... 2002, like, um, Wrestling Ray at SummerSlam. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just, he just suddenly went relent. He just turned into this man that would push through, like, just kill himself. Do you know what I mean? To put on a good match. Just yeah. completely push through any injuries he was having. And, and it obviously didn't go well for him physically. But we got some incredible matches out of this insane person that just, like, <laughs> uh, refused to not work, you know? Because before it was more... Um, he did comedy stuff like Edging Christian and all, all, everything that happened with that. And you're right, the minute minute that hair went, he wanted to hurt himself. Yeah, he did. He, did. And, he wanted to push himself beyond injury. And the stuff with Brock um, was fantastic. WrestleMania 19, what a main event. Yeah, amazing match. What Great. Fan- so nice, so nice to see a WrestleMania main event that's just a good wrestling match. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like normally the crowd are burnt out by by WrestleMania, but the crowd was just hot. Michael, I always remember Michael Cole having his really raspy, like his voice was just gone by this point. Yeah, ah, oh, such a great WrestleMania that one is. And one. you know, Un- even underrated, underrated as well. Even with Kurt Angle needing neck surgery, I think he has it like the next day, doesn't he? He goes yeah, in for neck so. surgery. Um, so his neck again, holding on by a thread. Brock Lesnar nearly crippling himself by doing a shooting star press and landing on his head. They yeah. still produce one of the best matches that that they've put on together. And then when they start doing their backstage feud, do you remember when they were trying to like one up each other and they were drinking the gallons of milk and they were doing the push ups? <laughs> yeah, I do. That was funny. That was quite good actually. See, people say that Brock hasn't got any um, like acting chops or not very good talker and stuff. He is bl- he is good when he's given the chance. He can be good. I remember Brock talk about the Eddie feud when he came out with the mariachi band and wearing the sombrero. <laughs> that was amazing. Funny that was so good. Soon. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's on YouTube. I watch it regularly. If anyone wants to see it, just uh, Google like Brock Lesnar Mexican or something. It will come up. Brock Lesnar Mariachi. Always, always yeah. a favourite. <laughs> um, but he's had great feuds. We've mentioned Brock Lesnar. We've mentioned Eddie Guerrero. Chris Benoit. We, we spoke um, last two weeks ago, by by week ago, about his <laughs> uh, both of our favourite matches where he faced Chris Benoit. And Chris Benoit at the Royal Rumble. Rumble 2003 is... Um, is, in my opinion, it is the greatest wrestling match I have ever watched. And ever will watch. And ever will watch. Yeah. WrestleMania 17 is up there, but there's just, I think it's like the crowd that make that 2003 one. 
yeah, there's just something about it. Maybe the place I was in at the time or whatever, but that is my favourite match in the world, I think. Mm-hmm. So, Kurt Angle cannot be... I don't want him to ever wrestle again. I thought when they re-signed Kurt, I was like, yes, Kurt can wrestle because I, I, I've seen him in TNA. He's fantastic still. He can still go. No, he can't. No. It makes when me he came, sad. When he came out in the shield gear with the, with the shield. face. Jesus, yeah. It was so... Like, I just laughed out loud. It was so stupid. Like, the legacy that man has as... Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as a performer and it's, stuff. And you think it's his first match wrestling back in the WWE in all these years. He's a Hall of Famer, absolute legend, and he comes out gimmicked up like that. It's just so stupid. It really is. And me saying he can't wrestle, obviously, isn't fair, because he can wrestle. It's just the intensity and what we use. The, the intensity, the integrity just isn't there, you know? He's, yeah, he's, he's lost his eyes. Yeah, there's no passion behind his eyes anymore. When those straps <laughs> used to go down, and he grabbed that ankle and called someone a son of a bitch, you know shit was going down. I used to like it when um, so someone would get to the rope after he'd done that, and then he'd put his straps back up just to take him back down again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and his son is following his career. You know, Jason Jordan does the straps down. Now he's having neck surgery. Just commitment to the gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. It's I love it. I, I saw someone someone said online that now that Jason Jordan's um, got a, a neck injury because it runs in the family, obviously, um, <laughs> and uh, is injured, um, he should be like assistant general manager to Kurt, yeah, and just like be at his elbow and getting on his nerves all the time. I think that'd be money. That'd be really really good. That really would be. Uh, how have we gone four picks without having a single crossover? We have. It's just our number ones left. I don't think your number one's going to be my number one. I, based on what you said earlier, I don't think my number one's going to be your number one. Well, bring it on, Daddy. Well, bring it on. My number one is... Stone Cold Steve Austin. Ah. Ah, now. I love Shawn Michaels. He's one of my favourite wrestlers in the world. I love um, Hulk Hogan in my own weird way. Um, But there's something about Stone Cold as a WWE champion that... Just the rain was just awesome, you know, through 98 and stuff. He, yep. The McMahon feud, which is obviously well documented as being the feud that really, you know, saved the company, really. And what's so good about this is, so um, he wins the belt from HBK at Mania 14 in Shawn Michaels' last match for many years. Yep. Um, and then starts feuding with McMahon properly. But because McMahon isn't a wrestler... You could just have... It's sort of, it was sort of the start of the authority thing, but it was all fresh and cool back then. So he, he could feud with all these different superstars who were working under McMahon, but really the feud was with McMahon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's what made it so cool. And that's what made the rock a star as well. And just, I mean, biggest biggest drawing champion of all time, I think. Maybe not more than Hulk Hogan. But maybe he is. I don't know. Um, I haven't looked into the actual numbers, but... Um, Austin's obviously up there as one of the greatest draws of all time. And as a champion, I just think he was fantastic. He just blew... Like I said about Eddie, we all felt like we won the title with Eddie. Stone Cold was just so blue-collar and, you know, the fans were just so into him and behind him that it felt like it felt like we had the belt as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. It was... You got invested in everything he did, you know, from stunning McMahon to trashing the Corvette. All, all of it was just like, fuck yeah. As you said, with when he faced The Rock, you should have booed the shit out of him. But it was just like, nah, 
Yeah, exactly. Drink some beer and hit a guy with a chair. Who cares? Yeah, do it. Where's a woman? Hit her. Um, Be Deborah. Be Deborah. Hell yeah. But um, yeah, it's just he's just he's the man as far as I'm concerned. He's he wasn't on my top five favorite wrestlers list, and he would probably be a close sixth to be honest. But um, I'm sure we've said that about loads of people. <laughs> but um, but yeah, his him match his actual reign as WWF champion was just so cool. I was properly into that. It, yeah, it's a wild justified. I think a lot of people agree with you that he is one of the best champions, and as you say, he saved the business in yep. the Attitude Era, and he is the most important part. You, you could argue for days, Rock versus Stone Cold, who was more important to the business. Stone Cold. At Rock, but it's... It's definitely Stone Cold. <laughs> it's, just, it's not even an argument. Stone Cold is way more important to the business. <clears throat> We've already gone over. Let's let's just put a pin in that one for another <laughs> okay. day, shall we? Um, but yeah, Austin is good. <laughs> yes, well concluded. Um, what's your number one, dear? Oh, I feel I don't know if this is going to be controversial now or 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 what. But number one WWE champion, Yabadoo, interesting. John Cena. <laughs> uh, why? <laughs> Do you need to ask why? He's. I think when you look back at our era of wrestling uh obviously we said you're gonna get you're gonna get you're gonna get so much hate for this i'm gonna get so much fucking hate i'm I'm prepared what do you think i put at the end of the podcast they've already no no one's listening now so yeah so you won't get any (laughs) um we we talked about obviously the mount rushmores of we champions where we said rick flair and hulk hogan and backland and san martino we weren't going to go into those but for our era we've lived through a (laughs) rick flair style championship in John Cena, where he's a 16-time champion. He's big match John. He's had some of the most legendary feuds of the past 15 years. Edge, Triple H, Randy Orton, CM Punk, Shawn Michaels, Daniel Bryan. The list just goes on and on and on. And high-caliber matches, whether you love love the guy or you hate the guy, which seems to be the MO, he is that damn good at putting on those matches. You know, there, there's so many good matches that he's done, so many good feuds. Uh, you look at him inside the ring and outside the ring. Again, uh, personally, although mental and pretty <laughs> sure he's 90% a robot, he's a good person. I love and, him on Total Divas. It's one of my favorite things to watch in the world. Oh, uh, they've, added, <laughs> they've added season six. No, really? Yes, I, I checked it today. I just watched the first episode. Ah, uh, banging. Right, I'm on that. Anyone, anyone who's a wrestling fan who says they don't enjoy watching Total Divas is a liar. Yeah, especially when, because when Daniel Bryan was out for so long, and we didn't know if he was, you know, he was like out on injury and he did end up retiring, but we didn't know that at the time. Total Divas was the only way to see Daniel Bryan. Yeah. And he's obviously, you know, indie darling, Smark's favourite. So it was, um, it was just the only way to see him. And so why wouldn't you watch it? And this season we get Rusev, so. Ah, Machka. Um. <laughs> it's fantastic <laughs> but back to Cena he is the perfect company man from 2005 he just hasn't stopped the man yeah. is ridiculous I was watching the 2008 Royal Rumble when he had that what was it, the, it was the neck injury or the pectoral tear I think it was the pectoral neck. tear it was neck I think six months Yeah. who comes back after six months I know it's crazy and apparently other people were saying that like the day after he had neck surgery he'd still be backstage just hanging out and it's, it's like, what are, you, what are you doing here? Go home. And he's like, no, like, I 
you know, I live this. I don't know what else to do. This is all no. I do. He loves the business and he has put on so many great matches in terms of and crowd reaction as well. We talk about crowd reaction. Like, yeah, I'll be the first to admit during the Low Cena wins era, I hated the bastard. Absolutely yeah. couldn't stand him. But as he's matured and as we have matured, you can appreciate how good he is. Um, and the whole five moves of doom thing. You talk about Stone Cold, you talk about rock, you can't have that argument you know oh god it's such a stupid argument all wrestlers have five moves of do yeah how how many even people like benoit had at most eight really if you think about it like wrestlers don't have loads of varied moves they don't need to it's chain wrestling and then it's your five moves and then it's whatever else you want to try on that night if cena wants to do his weird um sunset flip powerbomb or his power drivers or Hurricane Yeah, well, the poor guy, like, you know, he tries to do all that so that he's not doing the five moves to do, but everyone just boos him for doing new moves badly anyway. Yeah, and his matches with CM Punk, I think his matches with Edge were my favourite. Him and Edge just had fantastic chemistry together. Yeah. Um, but CM Punk is a close second in terms of feud. Yeah, I'd agree. I, yeah, I, I do like Cena. I've got nothing against Cena. I wouldn't say he's a great champion particularly. How can um, you not? He's, he is the champion. <laughs> but I know he's been the champion a lot, but that doesn't mean that I've particularly enjoyed any of his reigns. Do you know what I mean? That means you haven't enjoyed the like, past 15 years of wrestling. Well, no, it doesn't, because um, you could, you don't have to... Just because someone you don't like is champion doesn't mean you can't enjoy the product. But It has revolved heavily around him. It has, but I have, I've never... Oh, it's hard to explain. I've never really... Um... <laughs> Shut up, all right. <laughs> I've, I mean, I like Cena now. I didn't like him in the lol Cena wins era. You know, it's only been the last couple of years I've really started to like Cena when they've been winding him down because I feel like he fits quite nicely in that in that position. But it's... Uh, no, he's, he's, never, he's never done it for me as a big player or someone I can get behind, you know? Ever, really. Well, that is, that is upsetting to learn. So, sorry. And I, I think he's he will always be up there with the conversation um, past our when we're long and dead, Jesse. It will be Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair, and John Cena in a triple threat. They'll still be alive. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be dead. Wheel them out, boys. <laughs> uh, so those are our top fives. We did not have one crossover, and I think between us, we've covered some pretty damn good WWE champions. We have those. So if we take those ten people, we could um, start our own um, start our own make believe Fed, shall we? With those ten guys, we, we did. We we had this discussion earlier. Jesse Jesse does this. He'll he'll send me a message like I've got nothing else to do with my day, <laughs> and he'll be like, drop everything and tell me how you would do this. So today's beauty was what did you say? You like pick any ten wrestlers who are currently active uh, that you would want to start a federation with, and who would be your top two people for a title? Yes. I mean, who does that? <laughs> What's wrong with that? I was inter- Don't you like that I'm interested in in what you think? It is true. It, it is nice. Um, yeah. What I have. Um, no one else cares about you. <laughs> no one else cares about my make-believe wrestling <laughs> opinions. Exactly. I'm always here for you, buddy. I, I, think I, like... our pro- I think our promotions were pretty good. I agree. I like talking to people like that. I had... Um... Who, what was my main feud? It was you, um, Finn Balor and Kenny Omega. Yeah, Jesse had the short man. Um, his, his picks were Carlo Riley, Johnny Gargano, Neville, 
Ishii. Ishii's just going to eat everyone. That's all it's going to be. <laughs> Finn Balor, Pete Dunne, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, Kurt Ibushi, and Minoru Suzuki. Minoru Suzuki would destroy everyone, wouldn't he? He'd be um, like he's like final boss of my federation. Yeah, and your uh, your federation name was uh, Vanilla Midgets No Promo Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, that's what it would be. No promos, just all Vanilla Midgets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> showing work rate. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful as always, Jesse. Um, Thanks, can you tell us what our Milky Way universe Oh, Christ. Said? Uh, yes. You haven't loaded me... up, have you? No, I have, I have. I've got it here. It's, you know, my laptop's been on the blink recently, but I've got it. It's fine. Okay. Um, yes, so I asked the um, Got to Five Milky Way universe about this, and a lot of them misunderstood, like little idiots. I think I said this at the start of you the did. podcast. You did. You called them little idiots, and they shouldn't listen. No, they shouldn't. But um, some people got it right, like... Um, who else? Um, Roscoe Santangelo says that. Um, <laughs> I love that when you don't know how to pronounce something, you just trail off in a Mexican ac- in a Spanish accent. <laughs> Roscoe Melo. Punk Styles and Ambrose all just felt right when they held the title, so definitely those three. I don't know what other two I'd include though. Thanks. Um, and then um, fucking Based responded to him saying, "You must be a young whippersnapper." Um, Roscoe Santagelo um, responds with, Indeed I am. I'm aware of plenty of reigns before that I enjoyed, but since I wasn't emotionally attached to them, it's hard for me to judge where I'd rank them. Now, I totally agree with him, and obviously I'm older than this cat, but um, that's why... Yeah, could you use the term cat? <laughs> Fellow kids. <laughs> but that's why, um, like, Eddie and Brock and that are on my list, you know, not top drawers particularly, or and Seth, but I was there to witness it, and it meant a lot to me at the time. So well done him. Um, AC Roger says Triple H's early 2000 run was awesome. I completely disagree. Um, what else have we got? Uh, BITW44. Um, best what in is the world. Best in the world. I was about to say, I knew that stood for something. Um, so he's the 44th best in the world, I guess. Um, I started blah, 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 blah. Eddie Guerrero. Um, I still watch him with the title at No Way Out and get goosebumps. Totally agree. CM Punk's 434 day reign. What's that so, yeah, that was outside, right? Um, I don't know. I should. I live like above the street, so people do come by. Um, I'm sure she's all right. Let's hope she. Well, we got. If she's not, we have got evidence now to give to the police, so it's recorded. That's good. Um, <laughs> not that you're going to go out and check. We've got a top five to do. No, God, my um, socks and shoes are off. Like I can't go outside. Thank <laughs> <laughs> um, God, there's heroes like you in the world, Jason. <laughs> I'm doing the Lord's work, brother. Um, CM Punk's 434-day reign. He was my favourite wrestler during this time, and I never wanted him to drop the title. Very good. Randy Orton's 161-day reign from SummerSlam 2013 to WrestleMania 30. I loved the new heel Orton in this storyline. He was the picture-perfect corporate champ, and Brian was the underdog. His matches with Big Show and Cena sucked, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's another young'un, if he thinks yeah. that's Randy's best reign. Yeah, no, I enjoyed Randy's um, reign in 2009 when he won it at Backlash in that weird six-man um, tag match, do you remember? Yeah. Um, and that was like crazy psycho heel, bold altered, who would like kick and make out with a unconscious Stephanie McMahon and stuff. That was cool. That's the Randy I like. <laughs> um, Demigod9 likes AJ Styles, um, saying that it's, like I was saying, yeah, he's been one of my favourite wrestlers since he showed up in TNA, so it's still unreal to me that he's even in WWE, let alone holding their top title. Uh, Punk, Jeff Hardy, he brings up, says, um, not necessarily his reign, but him just winning the title was incredible enough to put him on my list, which is fair enough. Yeah, um, you can have that opinion. Yeah, absolutely. 
Edge, um, he says as well, he says, fuck that guy, fuck you, Edge. And then he puts, I love you now. <laughs> so at the time, he obviously hated him. He, he did his job well, he did his job. Oh, God, yeah. Um, over to our Twitter universe. Oh, we yeah. had uh, Master P say, Iron Sheik number one, or else I humble you and put on the camel clutch, you jabroni. And this is where <laughs> I get worried about Jesse handling the Twitter, because I just get notifications, and I, I don't know when Jesse's posted stuff. So I get alarmed when I see certain things. So what I get is a pop-up that says, number five, go fuck yourself. Number four, go fuck yourself. Number three, go fuck yourself. Number two, go fuck yourself. Number one, go fuck yourself. And I was like, oh God, what's he done? What's he doing? You thought I'd snapped. But it's a um, it's a reference to the Iron Sheik's unimitatable Twitter account, which is just phenomenal. So it's fine. It was fine. Yeah. Uh, Nick got in touch. Nick had some good opinions, as always. Uh, he also sent us a, a separate message of just uh, Mick Foley saying cheap pop, and he just tagged us in it. So do we cheap pop people? Is that what we do? I don't know. Uh, what up, Germany? No, that's not going to work because we haven't got any uh, listeners there. <laughs> the wrong one. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I don't know, do we? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's message Nick after this find on, out. on the Twitter sphere and find out what the hell he's on. Uh, Business-wise, you have to go with Hogan, Savage, Austin, Rock, and Cena. Work-rate-wise, you have to go with either Hart, Michaels, Edge, Punk, or Brian. You then called him out and uh, were asking him to be more exact with why box office examples versus love. I like it when you call people out. I call Uh, people out all the time, don't I? And people tend to back down. I think everyone's a bit scared of me. Only they knew you in real life. Um, (laughs) He agrees that The Shield all had fairly forgettable runs at the top. Um, and then we had Steve, our good buddy Steve. Is this uh, Steve from Da Podcast? Da Podcast, baby. Um, he says coked up Sean Michaels has to be number one because he loves a good uh, co- coked up Sean. Yeah, we. He is the best. That is the best version of Sean, I think. Yeah, and that's, angry... that's the ver- that's the version that's going to be on my socks. <laughs> Just going to put little lines of sugar. <laughs> It's right there. Angry song. Bret Hart is a close second for him. Hulk Hogan playing air guitar is number three. John yeah. Cena at number four for introducing the spinabout. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. He likes Steve. he likes to do this, doesn't he, Steve? He likes to drop little bombs that just, like, fire he, us up. He does, but he does it in such a sort of nice way that it's hard to get mad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like Edge or Ric Flair, your favourites. Oh, it's okay, Steve. It's fine. Yeah. Shit, anyway. <laughs> yeah, we love you now, Steve. We hate them. And then he says, finally, CM Punk for breaking the Monday record, rounding up to the top five. Have fun recording. Let's see how close he comes. we have. Not even close. Not even close. I listened to his podcast the other day, an episode that wasn't us, and it was good. He's, you don't even listen uh, to our podcast. Y- you what? <laughs> you don't even listen to our podcast. What are you doing? No, you're right, people? I don't. Why would, you, why would I listen to myself talk? You're very narcissistic. I am narcissistic, but I'm aware that, like, when I listen to this back, I'm like, God, I just go on forever about nothing. What am I doing? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Steve, it was the women's one, right? Well, yes. Um, yeah, his first ever female guest. And um, I can't remember who she was. I'm sorry, but she was brilliant and good guest. And it was a lovely show. Always check out that podcast as well as us. But please stay with us. We need you. <laughs> We're so Especially lovely. you Germans. Yeah. Yeah, let's get... Should that be the the promotion for the next two weeks? I'll just find German hashtags. Do, yeah. Interestant, that's one. Hashtag interestant. <laughs> interestant. Oh yeah, that that's all we need to know this week, people. We need to know if interestant is a um is a word. <laughs> um so we've done our predictions. That's the the end of the show. Thank Jesus. It's been a slug this week. God, really struggled. Gone on. 
Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> thanks to Gabriel Kidd for sitting with me and doing an interview. That was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, nice one. Nice one, Gabriel. Uh, you're the man. Hopefully we'll do more of that. Uh, congratulations to my co-host on his victory in the Royal Rumble predictions. Yeah! Well done. You're smart again. I think we're, what, one apiece now? What are you on about? For 2018, because I won oh, for... the Kingdom. Yes, fine. And now I've won the Rumble. Um, oh. Ironically, with Japanese people. Um, yeah, that's very good. So we're one apiece at this point, so we'll see how that trend continues, my dear boy. Uh, next week, as it came second in the Twitter vote, we will be doing top five wrestling managers. Not WE managers, wrestling, wrestling managers. Wrestling managers, and that counts as... So that, uh, and valets and stuff could sort of fall under that umbrella, can't they? Basically, They're, they're at ringside. Yes, cool. They're there, baby. Nice. Um, so that will be a fun one. I think we could have some interesting ones for this. Uh, please like, share, follow, subscribe, put up your butt, whatever you need to do to make yourself feel happy on a Friday morning. And tell your friends, because we're having a lot of fun doing this. We're getting a good following, but we want more because we're selfish and we're greedy. We do. And genuinely, right? Like I know all the podcasts say this, but um, just giving it a five-star rating on iTunes makes such a massive difference Like as far as... When people search wrestling podcasts, you know, to get a sort of higher up so people actually see it. Like, just click it. It takes less than a second to just click the five star thing. If you like the podcast, just please do it because um, it just it's amazing what a difference it makes. It really is. He's saying this because we've only noticed this week that people are actually rating the podcast. And now we've got a taste for it because we've got a couple of reviews. We've got quite a lot of five star reviews now, not to blow our ego. Um, but we like it and we want to feed this this monster yeah. that you're creating. I didn't know they existed and reading them made me feel all warm and fuzzy in my pants. So I want that to um, continue. And now it's itchy. Full circle. <laughs> Full circle. That's not going to be on the, you, that's not going to be on the podcast. <laughs> Don't tell everyone. <laughs> no. Um, all right. Cool. Lovely stuff. What a lovely episode. This is going to be our best yet, I reckon. I think it's going to take over the world. I say this every week. I know. Everyone's <laughs> pinky. <laughs> <laughs> One in the pinky, two in the stinky. Um, okay. And one um, thing on high. <laughs> lovely. We love you all. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. You have until the count of five. I happen to love the number five. It's a beautiful number. A glorious number. You got to the count of five. <laughs>